Patricia, my darling Patricia I can see all my dreams in your eyes Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no foolin' I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my darling, Patricia, I can see all my dreams in your eyes. Your smile is as gay as a bright summer day. You're much fairer than Aaron's blue skies. Oh, Patricia, my lovely Patricia, You could make all my dreaming come true My heart is just drooling Patricia, no fooling I'm falling in love with you Patricia, my lovely Patricia, you could make all my dreaming come true. My heart is just drooling, Patricia, no fooling. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. I'm falling in love. Hello, 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 hello. Somebody more famous than I would say that, you know? Good morning, good morning, good morning, or something like that. Good morning! I d- oh. Good morning! Oh. Oh. Now, this is, this is a day of sorrow, because we have to be prepared. Oh. oh, no. This is the night when we move the clock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. This is not Patricia's favorite night of the year when we do the clock change. No. Can you write a paper about this, my dear? Yeah. You sound so enthusiastic. It's Saturday night, March 11th, 2017. I'm Walton Hughes, the lovable one, the one of Costa Mesa, California, the one who lives three miles from the beach of the Pacific. Only 3,000 miles away but close to your heart, the adorable one, the one that lives in Florida, the one that's the anchor of the country. The one... The country? Somebody ought to notify the white guy. Oh, gee. Oh, gee, what a royal battle that would be. Yeah. the one, the one... The world. The one who writes... Sure, then I could notify all the presidents. The one, the one that writes 
my Walden thank you notes for me, you know, when I'm when I've done something interesting. You know, she she's the one that apologized for the world for me. Her email address is floridawriterhotmail.com. Her phone number is seven one four five four five two zero seven one. If I She has an interesting phone number system. It only works one night out of, out of the week. You know, that number doesn't work for her on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Normally. Depends on Bill Bragg. But normally, you can't <laughs> reach her. Though. Do we know what we're talking about? <laughs> oh, sure. You do. Of course. I'm working on, on a build-up. I'm working on your build up here. Oh, okay. I haven't said hello yet. No, no, you haven't. Oh. Hello. 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 Okay. <laughs> so are you finished? No. The adorable one. <laughs> the one who has uh, the one who has Iris in her blood. So, yeah, it's almost that time, huh? So so do I. Maybe that's why we're kindred soul. There's enough for the Irish that run in both of us. So that means is there enough Blarney that runs in both of us? I don't know. Or has to play her song next what week. The <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Somebody help me here. Here she is. Patricia. Hello, Patricia. Oh, hello, everybody. Hello. I knew we'd get to this point at one time or another. Yeah, true. Hello, Walden. Hello, Patricia. I'll try to stay smiley all night. Oy, y- oy, oy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Bob in Wisconsin is listening, I have lost, and, and I didn't lose it, I misplaced it. I don't know where I filed that great article you sent. I think it was last year. It might have been the year before, but I'm, I'm pretty confident it was last year. That uh, talks about daylight savings time. It was a great article, and I can't find it. I have checked everywhere. No, I can't have checked everywhere because it's in there somewhere. And I haven't found it. So, if you still have it in your computer, would you resend it, please? Ah. I even checked my my email. I searched for your name, and there it wasn't. (gasps) Anyway, you had a greatly good day. Talk about your really, really, really I had a really sweet... Let me go on the uh, downside, and I need to apologize first. We tried. We tried, everybody. Uh, we just couldn't get internet connection in the theater today uh, to broadcast our event. But you're going to hear it on the replay. Um, when you're dealing with yes, so when you're dealing with the lob- oh. when you're dealing with the hospital, you're going through cryptic codes and different things. So that was a bit of a challenge. But oh gee, I'm sorry. Well, but you, can, you taped it though, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I bet John and Lori I just noticed they called, so Brian Henderson took John and Lori home, so maybe the three of them are over there. But I'll give you my side of the story. And they can charm in. I, I believe you. It was a interesting week. 
trying to put this together. It's been it's been a week week that for nine months, a nine month planning job, and uh, what we did, we used the actual theater that radio shows were done back in the 1940s and 50s. We put on a radio recreation in that same stage and in that same theater. And in fact, one of our radio family, Gloria McMillan, who will be a special guest tomorrow night, did radio in this actual theater 70 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's see. Who's calling me? Let's see here. Let me see. (laughs) Is that somebody over there? All right, you want me to Skype you in? You can help me out? All right, all right. I'm going to have John and Lori come in. And okay. So, hold on. So, so I, does that mean I have to talk? No, you can just be beautiful. <laughs> I can be the mouth of the sun. All right, let's see. Alden called me that when he said I could sing. Yes, you can. I'm sorry, family. I don't think so. <laughs> If it's all right with you, I will just get back and... If my, my goal, if one of my bucket lists, to get Patricia on the on the stage at the Met. I just know she can do it. <laughs> with my broom. <laughs> and bucket. And sure, that would be a nice symbol, a bucket and a mop. That would be symbolic. You wouldn't do that to our family. I know you wouldn't. <laughs> yes, you would. He ran away already. <laughs> He's connecting John and Larry Gassman to our family. Um, what? Our family stage, I will call it. And in the meantime, oh, I've got stuff here. I started some information uh, that belonged in Black History Month, which I am so embarrassed that I missed in February. I'm trying to make it up. I've got a little bit of information about some really wonderful people who made such contributions, and it just, it, their names just slid into John's the background if they were ever at the forefront. Ads, so, I have ads, some information Jack Johnson. Active search. Jim That's really interesting. Patricia from
app, send image, app, send file, app, send video, app, send contact, insert emoticon, remote, app, Skype, trademark, le- app, online, app, Walden Hughes, app, search, app, active search, Jim Taylor, favorite, Patricia from FL Home, Bill Bragg, Larry Gass, favorite, Jim Taylor, Patricia from Larry Gassman, enter, Larry Gassman. Do I go? Do I go get John or what? Nah, John doesn't have Skype up yet. Okay, all right, all right, man, go get. Just go ahead and grab Patricia. Let me get. Let me get the rest of this. Oh, tab. Come on, computer. By the way, I've not yet received the Friday night show. Okay. Alt tab, Larry Gassman, left parent, alt tab, Skype trademark, left tab, tab, tab. Well, that's nice. Skype trademark, left bracket, tab, online, so tab, Walden News app, search edit, that's active favorite, Jim Tate, Patricia, from unread messages, John, Bill Brad, applications, con, video, send, I, send, with, send, 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 five, send, voice, shares, invite, enter, leaving menus, contacts, list box, Bill Brad, Bill dot, Brad, three, online, all tab, Skype, trade, app, okay, online, so app, we're connecting with app, Bill and everyone else, except Patricia, Jim Taylor, Patricia, and from Walden app, is going to fix con, that, send, SM, invite, the, enter, leaving menus, contacts, list there box, unloading, talk, cancel, okay, enter, and we're not connecting John because we don't like him. <laughs> you have returned. We have returned. Somehow, if I don't get Larry or John first, they just don't like me, so I have to re... It doesn't make any sense at all. It, it, ha- it happened to John all the time. You, this was unusual, so this is why I decided to change the, the decks around. Well, I'm it's wondering contagious. maybe if you've updated too much. Maybe we need to bring you back to... Could be. I, I, th- I think that's part of the issue because you guys are such ancient times and I'm so new. We are. We are. We're yeah. a very old version of Skype that allows us to do everything that we need to do. And that's I think part of the issue is I'm, I'm too and new. Yeah, if we upgrade to what is the latest version, some of those things are not available mm-hmm. to us anymore. So yeah. I find myself mm. often moving back. Hello, Patricia. Hello, and now that I have both of you on the phone, here is my bad news. Okay. I actually, I actually deleted my script the other night. Oh, you did. I was going to ask I you about so. that. I did so. So uh, I have to go back and start from scratch and make new no. ones for you. So are you going to be ready by Thursday? Did, sure. Okay. Did you go? Did you look in your recycle bin? Oh yeah. Oh, you did. I looked everywhere. I looked. I have because um, I'm on a Mac, and I think my my you know what you can do and I can do are a little bit different. Yeah. And I do have one function under File that says Open Recent Documents, and it uh-huh. wasn't even there. Uh, Ergo, it has disappeared. Uh, so you don't have any place. You don't have any drafts anywhere. Yes, it's not in my draft file either. <laughs> I mean, I really blew it. So many, I have to have more have? ready for you on Thursday. This, oh, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell our folks out there, this is 
the awful show recordings that Larry and Walden do for me. And I come up with all of the all of the words to describe these awful shows, and then I have something in front of me when it's time to record, mm -hmm. except I deleted it. How stupid can I be? <laughs> and we're out I of mean, that was really stupid. We ran the last one Friday night. So okay, yeah. so we need new stuff. That's why I. Yeah. That's why I was when I noticed the radio archive list of Danger Doctor Danfield. I got thinking back to the old days and John Dunning's first book when he named that the worst show of all time. <laughs> I think Frank Brzee did too. Yeah. Didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Probably oh, yeah. has. Yeah. He wasn't fond of it. No. He was not fond of it. So and, that's. Uh, I thought. Was I. I thought we did one version, but I couldn't remember. That's why I asked Patricia, and she said we have. We did. So. We've done one. We did. We did one, and it might be time to revisit it because the whole, the whole thing was terrible. Yeah, I'll have to look it up and see which what? one we did. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> okay. I can do that. Are you that. sure you have yes, that file? I can, I... <laughs> no, she I... hasn't deleted that. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that wasn't kind. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you're probably we have right. Only. I, I was um, hanging around with Walden all day. That's true. That is true. Well, I've, I've got the script in front of me, but it is not dated, so I have to hold on. I can do a little tricky here. And it is um, 2013. So I knew it was a while, a while ago. back. Four and years four, ago. Yeah, four years ago. Is that yeah. is that when we started the series it, in 2013, right? I think it was January of 2013. Yeah. Oh, so this was an early one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So it was... Um, Danger, Dr. Danfield, Murder of Cora Rogers. That's the, that's the one I have. So I really am a little organized anyway. It, I just, it hasn't I gotten any better letter. since then. <laughs> 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 it can't get any worse. No. Oh, oh. I, I just, I looked at myself and I said, self, <laughs> what did you do? Gee <laughs> whiz. Um, okay, so that's, that's what I did. Um, okay. And sure, by Thursday, um, I don't think I have refused to schedule anything with these dummies. Um, Wednesday, that would be the fifteenth. Right. 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 Um, Wednesday or Thursday, whichever is better for you. And if you leave it to me, I'll pick Thursday. Yeah. Well, we've got to meet with reps, and we don't know yet for sure if we're going to meet with them. Wednesday okay. night, but that was the night I suggested, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. No, I think we should wait the week up. I think it's more it's more like it's more better to plan that way. It's more better. <laughs> <laughs> it's less stress. Are you listening? I, I can see that you graduated from high school too. <laughs> well, you know, I mean it took me nine months to plan this event and I only had one show. So I, I like doing 12 shows and going to have two days planning. It just really makes a lot of sense. But, you know, oh, yeah. we'll make it oh, work. Yeah. Well, I'm I'll tell you this. I'm not much help tonight. I'm looking forward to 2 o'clock. <laughs> you're, you're, ready, you're ready for the time shift. Yeah. Sure. Um, only tonight. <laughs> only tonight. Uh, anyway, I was going to give a preamble. I'm sorry, everybody. We tried to broadcast today, but we just couldn't get the password and username. Well, we, had a, we had a problem that shouldn't have happened, and we'll make sure that it doesn't happen next time. But, but 
there were some problems with passwords or problems with ethernets. There were some issues that, that we couldn't solve because some of the people who needed to solve them weren't there on the mm -hmm. weekend. And next time we'll uh, make sure that okay. all of these things are planned and taken care of during the week when people are there yeah. to have answers, you know. Uh, we tried. We tried. It but, didn't happen, so. The beauty of it. Of you probably listened to Yesterday USA Blue and listened for a long time. My dad was one of them. Oh, is that right? Yeah, okay, you know, he was sick today, so he didn't go to the event. Yeah. And he so he, he listened to the blue. Oh, when my dad gets a cold, he just feels terrible. My my dad, um, when he was in the military service at the Panama Canal, long story, but you know my dad likes telling stories. He got he got hit with a tropical fever and was uh, was unconscious for six weeks. Wow! And uh, if he would have been unconscious one more week, they would have shipped him to the hospital in Washington D.C. Um, uh, no, no, the, Walter Reed. Oh, yeah. Of course. So, so the funny thing is, the day he woke up, he had to go do natural causes. You know, I mean, he didn't know where he was. He woke up and he decided to get out of bed, and some nurse comes running after him. You need to get back in that bed and just shoot out my dad, and put him back in bed, and. And she walked away, and the guy next to him said, you have no idea what that lady's been with you for six weeks looking after you. So no wonder she was, I mean, surprised to see you up and about, you know, after six weeks of being sure. out of it. Well, he could have gotten into the hospital six weeks earlier, woke up, and been shipped off to Waddle. Co correct. And so ever since this tropical, and we still don't know, and this was 1952, anytime he gets a cold, he just feels awful. And really? Yeah. So when he got the cold early this morning, he just he just, just feels terrible. So that's why he didn't go. He helped deliver the product and went home and was hoping to hear you it. Actually, yeah, you actually went to Costco last night, right? Yep. Good thing we did, huh? Yeah. Whew. Anyway. I can't imagine. You could have lifted all that stuff, but your mom wouldn't have. No. And good thing my brother came along to help lift everything. There was a lot of food there. There was a lot of food. A lot of food. What did you buy? We bought, um, we had to feed, we bought, we fed 35 people for lunch. Well, I think maybe That's even more than that. At most likely. there were a couple of people as I'm standing there, because I didn't eat until after the rehearsal because I didn't have time. And a couple of people walked up and said, oh, are these for us? <laughs> and, and I said, no, 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 this is for the cat. So you may have fed more than 35 I, people. And you know what? And I, I, I just in case, I bought an extra wrapping. So we actually had 48 sandwiches, and we came home with none. Is they that right? They, they were, yeah, none. And, and I, so they, I think there was a chip left. somebody either didn't get fed or somebody ate twice. Oh, no, I think I think everybody got fed. Everybody got fed. But these were these. were all back there. These were these, like, turkey wraps. And they were, like, yeah, small they were little. Small little turkey sandwiches with lettuce and cheese and vegetables and, and like a small little roll. And so we had okay. 48 of those. And there probably were some chips left, but I don't think there were many cookies No, left. we had cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Patricia would have been jumping up and down for chocolate. And oatmeal, oatmeal cookies, uh, too. And potato Ooh, chip. I like them, too. And, oh, I can see the potato salad. 
And and Ooh, I like that too. And we bought lots of lots of water, you know. Yeah, I had a couple, yeah. two or three of those. We, I t- Mom decided to go for the small one. I thought maybe we should have gone for the big ones, but she thought she went with the small water ones. But I, yeah, I'd have gone for the bigger ones. Yeah, but you know that's what Mama, okay. that's what that's Mama right. decided. Anyway, so that was lunch. So going back to the calendar. If people may or may not recall, about nine months ago, John and Larry and I had a guest from the Bedside Radio Network on, which is based out of New York. And it used to be in the 40s where the radio actors would go into the hospital and put on shows and broadcast it through the hospital in New York. And Larry and John knew a lot of the performers that did that on a regular basis. I think, oh gosh, Lon Carter with Nick Carter was part of the group. Arthur Anderson was part of the group. A lot of New York people. A lot of New York people. And it spread through parts of the country, but right now, it was only in New York City. And after we did the show, I got thinking, why isn't there anything out here? And I got thinking about the Long Beach Veterans Hospital, which is the famous hospital here on the West Coast for the vets. And you think about H.C. Smith, he was in that hot Long Beach hot for nine years before he went home. Yeah. He was there when he was wounded in 1947 until they got him home in 1956. And that gives you good care. And that's where Bob Hope and Jack Benny were put on, especially Christmas time. And Edgar Bergen. And yes. And Truth to Consequences. And Truth the famous Truth to Consequences, H.C. H. C. Smith. And with many Dunner. shows we don't know about. Very good. I do that all the time. Anyway, so, and the mom said her DAR group goes during Christmas time to volunteers in that area. So, when I contacted the PR department, at the hospital, I finally got connected, and Mom and I and Dad visited this place nine months ago. And it's really, it's an old theater, and a lot of the equipment just is so old, it doesn't really work well. So I knew we had to bring some stuff in to make it work today. And so right after we got back from Vegas, uh, we went back up there to scope it out, and I sat down with the PR department. And they said, we will promote this throughout the hospital. We'll they did. We will promote this through the local, local newspapers, the local TV stations. And so so they did. They did a wonderful job of PR work. And so um, yesterday on Friday, uh, they allowed us, and this is unusual, but they allowed us because go on the veterans can attend and the public can attend, we can get the theater for free. And running a theater anymore is big, big bucks. So to get something for free was a nice deal for us. You know, typically for to give you an idea, folks, if we rent a conference room at a hotel, I can kiss $5,000 goodbye. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's quite a savings alone. And so we took advantage of that today. And so our engineer and our director, Ron Cocking, 
what they did yesterday. They set up the theater beautifully. They had it all lined up on the stage. They had all the equipment. They were trying to get the lighting to work. Yeah, like, they had a lot of extra efforts, a ton of effort to get that done because there was stuff on the stage for other events, some large things on the stage that had to be moved. The lighting was not appropriate. Uh, and so Mark, uh, our engineer, was able to add lighting so that the actors could see and so also so that the audience could see. Yes, separate lights. They were not ready for us from a lighting perspective at all. Okay. So Monday, Friday, yesterday looks great. I got a call at my house at 8.20 in the morning from our director who came out early and Mark came out early to get in because call time to open the theater for a sound of Earth 9 o'clock. Somebody forgot to tell a veteran group, a military assembly group, uh, that theater is being used. They moved all our equipment and everything away. That was going to be a little nerve-wracking. I... They should not have done that. No. And when they saw that equipment, they should have asked somebody. They should have asked them. But they say, well, we always meet here, blah, blah, blah. And so they were justifying that in their head. Uh, so I got a quick call. So thank goodness I had our contact people, home cell phone numbers and everything. So I called, and they dropped everything, came to the hospital, and moved that other group to a different part of the campus. And then Ron and Sean and Mark and his son quickly for the next hour or so got the whole thing put back together in time for the actors to show up. And let me just... You tell me they had a meeting in that room and they took all your stuff out for a meeting? They moved it, yeah. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you... (laughs) I would not have been happy. Uh, I don't think I would have been as gracious. No. So... No. I, and so and and when I sat with the meeting with the PR people in January, that was that was on. They, they brought that. We need to tell every group they can't use that room because they they put a lot. The PR department. This was a big deal to them. They, um, they were, they blocked everything off. So somehow word didn't get out to the local veteran group that this room was being used. Let me describe what they did. I haven't described the pr- the promotion they did on the campus itself. There are two interest ways to get into the hotel parking lot. Like, you know, off ramp off ramps. They had electronic signs going both ways welcoming Spurvac throughout the day. They had other signs promoting a radio a radio show of a it's a wonderful life. They had all this going outside the different parking lots on the campus today. I mean, that's never been done for us to have that kind of promotion. Inside the building, they had signs, and they and when we didn't think there was enough signs, they were putting more signs up throughout the building directing people where the theater was. The theater typically holds 250 people. And because... It's not a permanent theater. In other words, it doesn't have anchored down seating. Uh, probably because in the old days, they could move veterans in there who were in wheelchairs and different things to see the show. They probably figured it's best to have the flexibility to move 
the chairs and things. So every the way for the, they need to load in the, the chairs and everything for the production for the day. Even in the elevators, they had signs that were laminated, great big, huge signs that said, Spurdback presents It's a Wonderful Life. And now Jerry has one of those signs in his car, and we have another one here. So they put a lot of effort to make really this well to make this a really special occasion for us. Mm-hmm. And so that's the preamble. So we we scheduled to have a week through around ten o'clock. It started about twenty after ten. And we had eighteen performers, Patricia, doing thirty eight parts. I had no idea. <laughs> Most of us were tripling. Oh my goodness! Some, oh my goodness. There were only a few that only were only read once. Just about everybody, either doubled or more more likely tripled. I, we all, John and I both tripled. I I counted some did four. Like Ivan did four. The ones yeah, that, I think a couple did four. Uh, uh, yeah. well, the ones that didn't do four were the ones with the big roles. You know, the the big ones they had. Yeah. Uh, and so, so we went with the table read. I'll have Larry describe that. So that was the first thing we did. And what, how, explain the table read. Was it? Did they already? You had tables on, on the stage. Am I right? Or were they? Were no, the, tables? the tables were down off the stage, but there were I think two of them in like a semicircle. <clears throat> and, and 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 Ron Cocking, the director, was in the middle. And the tables. So we were facing one table. A group of people faced another group of people at the other table. And um, and then when that happened. When that happened, we read for almost an hour, and then they had to move those tables because they were in the way. And it was terrific. They had uh, already run the cues, so we were hearing musical cues and things like that and some sound effects while we were doing the read-through, which was really great because typically you don't hear that. You just hear the voices of the actors and then silence for when the music cues are happening. And when the sound is happening, for the most part, we got all of that, and then that took almost an hour. It took an hour, and then we guess we take about fifteen minute break. It took about twenty five. That's when people started to ramsack the table for food. Yeah, I didn't get that far. You were blue block. We were still trying to also hook up the hook up the computer. Yeah. To try and see if we could broadcast, so I missed all of that, and then we did the read through. Or sorry, the rehearsal. Again. I'm sorry for. I'm sorry for interrupting. Okay. Would you tell me again? What you recreated? It's a it's wonderful, wonderful life. life. Okay, that's what you were talking about. I'm sorry, and you yeah. even told me that last week. Okay. And it's because Be because I chose that because this is the, this weekend's the 70th anniversary of the radio broadcast. Actually, today, March 11, was the exact day it was heard on Lux. And so, and me being such a sentimentalist, you know, and I love the show, as most people know, and so. Um, it went well. I I cried during the read through. You know, but you know, I, I this show does it to me. So I was I was tearing up even doing the table read. So we broke for lunch, and then then we had time to do a mic uh a mic rehearsal. And any ideas, Larry? What did we have a six mic setup? What did we wind up doing on on the Stage for the. Uh, I don't know, but they have mics in a, in a semicircle as well. 
so they kind of curved around the stage. The stage is a huge stage. And uh, the mics were not spread across the stage. They were sort of in a, in a half circle. I don't think it all the way, it didn't go all the way around in a circle, but uh, it was very, very well done. And we had enough room so we could do it. And I think they had about six so or seven how, mics. How was it received? Well, I'm getting to that point. Uh, so we and we have four little kids in the cast, right? And they put the kid down at the down at the floor level, and even they had little kids mics on one side of the stage, the other mics there. So the little kids had to go on. But they're little kids. They're some six of those years kids old. Six, six, seven, eight years old, and younger. Yes, and these were and Ron and Gloria worked with these kids in the studio several times before they brought them out to for the Long Beach hospital so this took over an hour to do the mic test and this is the full music sound effects everything and then we broke and it's almost like 130 and I've been sitting there praying are we gonna get anybody to show up you know if it's just gonna be the cash well some people had already shown up showing yeah. up earlier they walked in and nobody stopped them they were they just came in and sat down so it was beginning to fill up even before we were supposed to let the house open at 1 30. larry you're sounding garbly to me yeah Golden, i know okay i'm hearing with you i know he was but he'll he'll clear up it i'm might... hearing that too i don't know why he'll be he'll be okay 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 so go forth go forth upward and onward so mm -hmm. it wound up which was a wonderful feeling Almost every seat that was laid out were taken. Oh, great. Oh. So what we had, about 100 people? There? 100 people, and most of them were veterans that came. Great. Uh, yeah, about maybe 10 to 20 spurred back people. But, yep. And then... The uh, rest were all people from the Long Beach area. Yep. Plus those of us on stage. So all told, there were probably about 100 and... 10, 110 maybe. There were... 18 people on stage and plus 90 who were in the camp. Yeah. I'd say probably 130. And so, and concerning last year when we had our annual monthly meeting where we only had 30 people and the heart of Spovac, I, I would say this was a good test. And so I, I, I tried again during the mic rehearsal and I, and the show went off really well. I was so pleased how the whole production came across. Paul Peterson played the Jimmy Stewart role. Stuffy Daughter Camden played the Donna Reed role. Um, Brian Henderson, or who else could play Clarence Oddbody, AS2, better than Brian Henderson. And he he decided to play at the Victor, the Victor Moore version rather than the Harry Travers version. Um, and so we had Stuffy Singer play Joseph the Elf. We had Tommy Cook play the bad guy. He had the Lionel Barrymore role. And Gloria played... Excellent. Oh, man. He, Ivan said, I can't be that mean. Tommy was mean today, you know. And uh, Ivan had four roles. Gloria McMillan had played George's mom. And... We had, we, there was a standing ovation at the end. And 
Larry had Q&A for 18 people. And it was interesting of the different questions I thought were. It was not the typical questions. And I know people mentioned that they were serving in the Navy or serving this. And they hope we come back again. And, mm-hmm. and earlier this week I got a phone call from the blind division of the Long Beach Veterans Hot wondering if we could make this a more regular event. Because they have a whole wing of blind veterans that they think they'll be right down the alley. So, so, that was the highlight of the day. It was. And, and it's so much fun. We all had fun. Everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. A lot of those people, they never seen a recreation of a radio show before. And what else? We all got elected to Spiritback's board, all seven Woo-hoo! of us. Of course, we were the only seven running. <laughs> <laughs> And then we all went out to lunch. We went to Climb Jumper, had a great time, mm-hmm. and uh, got home. I got home, oh, maybe about 7.25. Yeah, about 7.15 when we got home. Yeah, I figured you probably you would beat us because yeah. you were a little closer. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but a lot of fun. So we want to do it again. Yes. We'll talk about what we do and how we do it. We've had, those, we've had a little conversation about that, but it'll... It'll happen later on this year. But we'll definitely want to do something again for the hospital because I think yeah. they were so appreciative. And they mm-hmm. they went on up and beyond the call of duty to try to help us. And sometimes when you go to hotels, you don't always get the first-class treatment, even no. though. No. But I, I was really happy how it turned out today. Well, good. So that was your happy day. That was my happy day. I'm glad. And then what? I don't know. Am I by myself? No, Larry and I are just sitting there wondering. Okay, so we'll open the phone. Well, before that, Larry, do you have anything you want to say before we let Patricia have the floor? No. Larry? I'm happy to have done it. Okay. Very much. We loved it. John and I got a chance to act a little bit, which was nice, because ordinarily we wouldn't have that opportunity, but several people couldn't make it. And I want you. So I want. I want. I want for Patricia's sake, because she oh, had. Yeah, Walden is. I want. Walden, for, you're all garbly now. It's your turn. Yes, he was. That's interesting. I for Patricia's sake. I want you to. I want you to play the grumpy old man for her. Why? Because she'll get Whoa. a kick out of kick out of it. Did I? Whoa. Did I? Uh, did I? Did I mess up some meters? You just blew it. Ungarbled everything. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you just need to blow out the ears, you know. Yep, yep. There's nothing that wrong with that. That was very good. The grumpy old yeah, man. That was good. I had so much fun with that character because uh, it didn't even require me to be up near the mic. I was off here, and I could use my, 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 uh, what are the, my, uh, what the hell is that voice? Well, I'll explain the scene. This is the the scene where Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed are getting home from a dance, and they decide to start throwing rocks at an old house. Mm -hmm. And he starts being somewhat romantic of 1947, being romantic to Donna Reed. Oh, yeah. And he, you know, so he, he, he... Talking to her about the moon and the stars and 
he's done about a page of dialogue, and finally he says, "Am I, am I, am I talking too much?" And in the background, this grumpy old man who lives at the house says, "Yes. Why don't you kiss her instead of talking her to death?" And you did that. Uh -huh. I did. I did. I yeah. was Larry three starring roles. Well, the others were much, much different, much more different than that. Much more different. Uh huh. Yeah, a lot more yeah. different. A lot more different. Yeah, whatever. None of them were grumpy old men. No. <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was also interesting. John played the, uh, the gatekeeper. You know, this is the part where. Uh, Quinn, oh, the bridge keeper. Yeah, this is the part where Quinn falls into the, well, dives into the water and how mm -hmm. Jimmy mm -hmm. saves him. And John mm -hmm. played that role, so that, I thought John did a good job. John, John played it like the guy from Petridge Farm, only he didn't do the accent. <laughs> he had him way up here, almost like the guy in the Lone Ranger. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I oh, wanted him my. to do Paul Hughes. I thought it would have been fun for him to do Paul Hughes. <laughs> sort of like Whatever it. you say. <laughs> Paul Hughes is sort of like, like who is that masked man? <laughs> you know? And stuff like that there. Uh -huh. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So, Patricia? Yes, Walden. You have a topic. What would you like to do? It's your, it's your turn to be clever, brilliant, and talented. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are finishing the second week of March. And the second week has been bubble week. So I told my sister she better call in tonight. <laughs> she is the bubbles of the station. But anyway, Dan will like to hear that. It is also Johnny Appleseed Day. So I have some information on Johnny, Johnny Appleseed. And it is also daylight savings change time. And I don't want to yes. talk about it. But that is our theme. So anyone who would like to complain or praise daylight savings time or the clock changes in general that is your topic to scream about i will scream about it all night the end 714-545-2071 to our number give us a call you already have a call i had you no 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 i called that number first uh, uh, an hour ago and there was somebody on the phone then that was me that was me listening to the listening line oh uh. ah yeah Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. So number, give it a call. You know. And stuff like that there. That's true. Well, it was so funny. Last Friday, it was a deader and doornail in terms of phone calls. Last night, we had wall-to-wall -wall phone calls. So you just never know. No, you don't. Hmm. You never know. Like that one. Hello there. You're on with Patricia and Larry. Hello, you guys. Hi, Celeste. Um, and Celeste, Celeste, that's yes. two nights in a row. I know. Oh, well, I, I okay, but was in a grumpy mood with the guys last night, Trisha. Real grumpy. But I feel good today because tomorrow we get more melatonin. This is well, us. I thought, uh, can you buy that over I'm the counter? Sure we, uh, yes, you can. can you I, I like it because at 8 and 9 o'clock at night, when it really gets going here, it's still daylight outside. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So don't you think that's better than the the 
when it changes. When it's when I don't like it is when you go outside at five five or six thirty and it's dark. Yeah. So I, I really feel like it's going to be better, Patricia. I just got used to this one, and now they're going to change it again. <laughs> I don't care what they pick. I I would prefer that they pick daylight savings time. But when it changes, I feel like I am late for everything. Absolutely everything. <laughs> On this one coming up, you mean you feel like you're late? Yeah. You and do? I really am, according to my body and my brain, I really am late. <laughs> but you'll like it because it'll be springtime and it'll be daylight at 7 or 8 or 9 at night. I mean, that's fine with me. But when it takes me about three months to adjust to daylight savings time, and I, I'm not oh, joking okay. about that. It takes. I always leave a clock at the standard time. One of my clocks is always at standard time, so I can look at it and say, "That's why you're all messed up." Oh, I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. And it'll tell me why my body is thinking it's it's some um, regular standard time. Because it should be. I don't know. Pick one. Just leave me there. <laughs> just pick one. You know, it doesn't bother. It doesn't. It doesn't bother me once a bit. Now I don't know why. That's just my rhythm. Well, tell me what kind. Tell me what kind of a regular schedule you have. That's true. I don't. You know that. I mean, I. The end. You know, I don't have a regular schedule. The end. Okay. I know it bothers Ron and Jim a lot, but it doesn't bother me. Now, Larry, does it bother you? It doesn't bother me, my body at all. I just don't, I don't like it. I don't like the change. Uh huh. But it doesn't bother me. I can, I can handle it. But I mean, once you, once you get past the first week or so, do you feel that you are late for things? No. Nope. Okay, because you, just... you're an early to bed, early to wise kid. So, <laughs> yeah. Your early to rise isn't yeah. early enough. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me at all. Happens. I just adapt. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I just, I won't, I won't stay on too much longer. I just wanted to say that I think it'll be better in about a week when you adjust to this one, Patricia, because we'll have more hours of the daylight. You know what? I think it also makes it worse for Patricia. I think it also makes it worse for Patricia now. You think in the old days, it was six months. We were on six months, off six months. Now it's an eight, four cycle. And so that four month cycle is too short for Patricia. It should take three months for her body to get, then then one more month, then she's got to be readjusting. No wonder you feel Unhappy, Patricia. <laughs> That's right. Takes longer to get it. Yeah, but it's gonna be to, okay, Patricia. And I yeah. was real grumpy with the guys last night, and I apologize. But today, <laughs> I know it's gonna be a l- more daylight, and we're gonna like it. Okay. Well, there's not gonna be more daylight. We're just gonna reset our clocks, and my body has to. Do the same thing. It stinks. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick one. Just pick one and leave me alone. 
<laughs> Arizona, Arizona, and Hawaii, and one other state does not uh, observe. There used to be parts of Indiana, but I think not anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, in, in Texas, we have good those time because uh, El Paso is on mountain time. So they're even an hour, I guess, uh, later than we are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. Somebody take me off to an assisted living facility until I recover, and then I can come home. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say good night. Good, and I'm so sorry I listened today, and I, I listened know. today. We tried, but you're gonna the hear. You, 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 you will. I was all ready to hear it. Yeah, you're gonna it hear it though. Well, we could can get an internet broadcast feed out of the theater. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, but it's was recorded, so I say once we get our hands on the recording, it'll be put into the. Spurback present. You do? I already have it. So maybe we want to put that in sooner than later, I guess, huh? Yeah, pretty soon. Okay. Yeah. Well, when are you going to play it? Larry? Pretty soon. Was it? Soon? I, I can't remember. I have to look it up. Probably, Probably in the next couple weeks. Next couple weeks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, now that'll be good. Tell me who played the roles. Who played Jimmy Stewart's role? Paul Peterson. Paul Peterson. Who? Paul Peterson. Oh, I'll And okay. he was so... And ass- then, uh, who played uh, Donna Reed's part? Her name is Camden Singer. She's Duffy Singer's daughter. And she okay. did a remarkable j- job of... Who was the old Lionel Barrymore? Tommy Cook. He was oh, mean. Yeah. <laughs> he was... Potter, yeah, he was... <laughs> he was mean. And our friend, old Brian Henderson with Clarence. Brian's a good... Voice. Who is that now? His name is Brian Hendrickson. He was Clarence. And he flew down from Seattle to be part of the show. So oh, that's my. really nice. And yeah. it was just so much fun. I can't fun. believe that hospital. Uh, that, that, I bet you all were calmer and nicer than I would have been. <laughs> well, well, that's what I said, too. <laughs> is that what you said, too, Patricia? Yeah. I yeah. did so. I thought I would not have been as gracious as you yeah. guys were. I wasn't yeah. there because I, I didn't Absolutely. get Absolutely. Larry no. did not know. But but once the PR, once I told well, the PR. I'll tell you what, the next time you plan one. Yes. Uh, tell the place where you're going to do it. That give my name and Patricia's name and say <laughs> we're the contact people. And if something goes wrong. You've got us to deal with. <laughs> right, Patricia? Oh, boy, what I love that. I have been on people's... Well, anyway, I've been on people's this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, I have. Uh-huh. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not the one to contend with. They, they, they took care of it. Once I called them, they, they dropped everything from their house and came directly to work to take care of the problem. So yeah. I can't... Complain. Just, just tell them that there are really two two women managers <laughs> that are handling this, and if they don't do the right thing, right, Patricia? Oh boy, they really don't want to tangle with me. That's right. Absolutely. They really don't. I mean, I can. They don't. We'll just leave it. <laughs> 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 they don't. I like that. 
I like that. Okay. Oh, it's sure. I'll let somebody else call you guys, but I, I just wanted to tell you I was disappointed. I would, too. I, I really do. wanted to hear that. I thought it sounded like so much fun. It will. So everybody will get to hear the whole thing. So Okay, now so, are you going to plan another one? We are talk- We have a planning meeting in three weeks. And Larry and I have kicked around ideas we need to put on paper and uh-huh. present it to the board to get approval. Yeah. It's, nice, it's nice to get approval first before you dis- announce it, I think. Concerning Larry at the president, I think he'd like to have a board approval before I just jump up and down saying, oh, yeah. this is what we're going to do. I think yep. I think there's some protocol that has to be done first. So, uh-huh. so once we get the blessings from the board, yeah, okay. we'll, we'll let everybody know what we got in mind. Yeah. Well, what will you be thinking about doing? Do you have anything in mind? We like to do something in November for Christmas. So, yeah. so we, we kicked around some ideas. We like to do some things for with little kids. Oh, that would be fun. Have a little kid play all the parts. You know, we we talked yeah. about that. We like to do something again for the veterans. So those are the three topics that we discussed that we like to uh, a increase. You know, pass it to the younger generation. B honor the, the men and women who served our country, and B have a thought. Throw a party, invite all our friends. You know, those are the three really important things in life, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's sort of what we're hoping for. So, so that's... I wonder what would be a good kid's play. I don't know. Um, Maybe a Let's Pretend. Could be. Maybe... Yeah. Maybe a Henry Aldrich. You'd really need a singer if you tried to do the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, we've done it up at Reps, but it's it's a it's a great show. Um, you know, maybe we do a Henry Aldrich. Maybe. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be fun. You know. Huh? And today was so much fun because we had little kids who were six years old in the show. Oh my! And, and these and these oh, are. Well, so, well, now, Larry, when do you know? Do you know when you're going to play it? Come on, no, Larry. I don't know. Probably in the next probably two weeks or so. Well, be sure and announce it so we'll oh, yeah, no, listen we'll, to we'll it. announce it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, you guys. Good, good night. Good night, Celeste. All right. Bye-bye. I have to go to bed early tonight, my brain says. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good night. Thanks for calling, Celeste. Seven one four five four five two zero seven one. Do you have an idea for recreation for little kids? We're open to that idea. That's that's a thought I have. You know, it requires organization. Maybe the hermit's cave. Oh yeah, that that would be perfect. Yeah. Or the witch's tale. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, anything like that. How about gamebusters? Having have the kids play the mob the mob or something. That that would be appropriate, right? The black mass. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that. Oh, oh sh- boy. <laughs> <laughs> hello, uh, hello there, you're Patricia Larry. Greetings from the Great White North. Hello, Gary. How's everything in Wisconsin? Hi, We're expecting snow tomorrow and Monday. Why doesn't that surprise me? We were looking. My mom was looking on Facebook. Our our family who visited us from Iowa were home today in Iowa and. The, p- the picture they put on their face was their car buried in snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, gee. 
Oh, gee, that'll teach him for going home. That's true. Uh, and the small I have a question. The, by the way, the small town has really grown. It, the last time I talked, there were 400 people. It's grown up to 800 people now that live in the, in the little town in Cambridge, Iowa. Go ahead, Gary. It's gone up 100%. I know. <laughs> oh. Uh, What's your question, go Gary? ahead, Gary. Okay, my question is, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to a show, and um, it had um, Curly Howard, you know, from the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. From the Three Stooges, yeah. Being of a dentist. Uh, do you know, do you, can you, do you, have any idea of what show that was? He played a dentist? I yeah. It was a very small I, I part, but know. it was definitely, it was Curly. Did you hear on Yesterday USA or some other station? Oh, it was another, it was another channel, I'm sorry, but, uh... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even I listen to other channels. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't ever recall hearing something like that, Gary. Well, the, 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 the fastest way to check, and if Patricia's ready to do homework, I'll give her a homework assignment. She can look it up right now. Oh, I'll go do it. Radio Gold. In How did you know what I was thinking about? Mm-hmm. Because it's a very good resource, and then I could put in Curly Howard. That's right. And let's see. Okay, you guys keep talking. I'll do my homework. All right. I can't think of anything without looking at Dave Golden's site on, on Curly, if he had any credits. Uh, but you know. it was, you know, it was definitely him because um, cause, cause of his laugh and, and, and the, the tones in his voice and everything else. Um, I'm trying to think of, who was the, who was the guy... Who was also part of the Three Stooges that did the Jack Benny show, and Uh-oh. Larry he played the taxi cab driver the the, the, yeah, the, yeah, ta- yeah, yeah. the time when he uh, get the, the Echo Joe something. Joe Besser. Joe Besser. Yeah. Was a, you can always recognize that voice. Yeah, he did a few parts. He didn't do it a lot. No. Because I'm thinking of Three Stooges personality that did some radio. He was the one I can think of. Okay, and then I have another stumper for you. Okay. Now, before we was, get to the stumper, what was his real first name? Who, Curly? Curly's first name, yeah. Oh, gosh, I forgot. Look at Wikipedia. Oh. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a very... <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Jerome. Jerome, boy, I'd change Jerome, it to Curly, too. His first name. No, okay. I, I wouldn't. That Jerome is actually a very nice name. Yeah, I just... Not used anymore, but, you know. Okay. No. Here's the, here's the other stumper. Who yeah. was Susan Armstrong and George Harvey? Susan Armstrong and George Harvey? Yeah, they were the characters. They were characters on a radio show? Yes. And tell me the names again, please. Susan Armstrong. Susan Armstrong and George Harvey. They were, um, uh, they were oh. at a struggling newspaper. Yes. Susan and George. Uh, uh, Irene Dunn and Fred McMurray and, um, 
Bright Star. Yes. Good job, Larry. Bright Star. Bright Star. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of those. It's a fun show. And, and too bad we don't have a lot. Maybe 15 of them. Or so. I don't know if that's all they, they produce. Um, uh, it just... All it says is that it was from 52 to 53. Yeah, I thought there were like 34. Maybe so, but it just didn't seem like there were too many I saw of the bat. And some people have asked me who are some of the other voices in the show. I don't recognize, like, the young the young newspaper boy in the show. I've been asked to point that who that might be. You know, yeah, the, the only other, the, what I'm looking at, the only other people they have in here is Harry Von Zell mm-hmm. and then later uh, Wendell Niles were the announcers for the series. But that's all they they put on this this particular. Now I think it was a syndicated show, right? Uh, it was syndicated. Yeah, it was. I had, 30, I had thirty-three of them. So that's pretty good star power for a syndicated show, because mm-hmm. Irene Dunn and Frickman were still very active in the films at that time. So um, so they must have been they must have had some money thrown behind the series. So, yeah, I've been, um, yeah, there's one channel that I, I, I listen to every once in a while. Which one? Is, um, it's, um, it's out of, oh gosh, I forgot the name of the town, but it's, it's, it's like a little suburb of Seattle. Um, it's, uh, 1610. Okay. It, uh, it's a, um, it's like a 50-watt uh, AM channel. It's 1610 on AM in the, in those, t- in that, there in Seattle. Okay. And, but they also do internet. Yeah, the, the, I know our friend Dan Murphy runs KIXI out of Seattle. And I, but I think that's more in the middle of the, um, of the frequencies, so I don't know who could be on six, 1610. Let's see, let me, do I got? That's another, Patric- uh, may I have you look that one up, Gary, you figure out where to call what is are for that yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm looking here for. Uh. Jim, t- Jim was telling me that WRVO out of Syracuse is still playing old-time radio. I think they're they down to... But it's it's two- Everett, Everett, Washington. Okay. Is the town. And yeah. 1610, um, um, Radio 1610.us is what they, they go for. Is, their, uh, is how you get them on uh, the Internet. And so the thing I don't like about them uh-huh. is uh, every once in a while, um, well, actually, it's pretty regular, um, somehow when he, he does his, um, his commercials, uh-huh. he'll, you know, he'll end it with radio 1610.us and the .us will keep repeating in the background over the, sh- behind the show. Ah, okay. I don't know why, how he's doing that or why, or whatever, so. You can do that with certain audio, audio editing software. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that way you don't get a clean copy of the show. Yeah, and it's it's just irritating. So I, I don't. I've 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 kind are, of. Are they doing one one hour a day? What uh, what how it, much old time radio? Um, it's twenty four hours a day. Um, and uh, um, you know they do a lot of the thirty minute programs. Mm. I was reading an article in yesterday's Radio World. There are two 20-year-old kids, 20, or business part, and they bought a radio station in Upper New York. And they're playing easy listening music. And I got thinking, boy, that, that's an interesting twist. Uh, they're also concert promoters. They have 20,000 people show up to the concert during the summer. And... I got thinking that that's that's pretty young to oh. to decide to go on the radio and Are they old enough to adopt me? I guess so. Well, you can adopt yeah. them, Patricia. No, I mean, but it's oh, well then, oh, well then. Don't you want a couple twenty-year-old kids? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> <Good> grief, no. <laughs> no. 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 There is no Curly Howard. There is no Jerome Howard. There is nothing listed on Radio Gold Index. And I tried Wikipedia, and I put in radio, and that was not in there as well. So it doesn't sound likely that it was um, Curly you were listening to. Oh, I just, I'm just just sure, sure it was his voice. Uh, well, oh, well, but um, there, uh, there's a show that was on today um uh was a couple of couple of shows before uh now and it's, and you've got a uh, a young girl who's uh, announcing it and um are you talking about the rep show that i heard it uh, late, uh, on saturday today's afternoon yeah yeah our friends jen olivier and brian henderson are now hosting co-hosting the rep's weekly show Okay. And Janice in her late 30s. And, and you didn't have to give that one away. Well, she's rather going to admit that, so, you know, I don't mind. Okay. Okay. I'm just protecting the fellow women because it is Women's Day coming up. That was. Why, uh, do, why, do, females care, why do females care about the race so much? I don't know. I, I, well, I can tell you what I think, but it doesn't matter. Because it's only an I think. So. Well, take well, it. I'm sorry, Gary. We sure disappointed you tonight. What was, what was that? We, dis- <laughs> we disappointed you. I can't find Curly. Um, Walden, Walden couldn't find what? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Larry is just sitting there saying, what? 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 I am. Yeah. What? What? So, yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Well, Gary, thank you for calling in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I got stunned so badly. Wow. Wow. And Walden got stumped too, so you get a, a feather for that one. Okay, I, got, I, got, I got you guys on one thing, finally. You did. You did. <laughs> you take it. You put it on your mantelpiece. You sure did, and you kept track of stuff, so... That was good. Thank you. 
already. All right, Gary. Well, other than that, in the snowfall that we're getting, yes. um, you know, everything else is pretty pretty well copacetic around here. Well, that's encouraging. We, we, we get, uh, the way things are turning out right now, we, we get a couple of days of, uh, of grass and then a couple of days of snow and a couple of... Oh, gee. You're in the back and forth country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... All right, Gary. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Speaking of snow, my mom remembers <laughs> marching in her high school marching band on Memorial Day in Nebraska while it snowed. That's oh my goodness. That's a little late, a late, little late this season. That's May thirty. I know. Seven one four five four five. 2071. Do you have a snow story? Give it a call. <laughs> or a weather story. Mm-hmm. My, I talked with my brother out in Colorado this week. They had two days of heavy snow last week. When I was talking with him, it was 60 degrees outside during the day. And when I talked to him yesterday, I think it was last night, yeah, um, he said they had another 60-degree day, but they've got two days of snow coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry, everybody is getting hit. Larry, you want to tell everybody what you, what kind of temperature we're going to have on Monday? Oh, well, if it's still true, 91 degrees here. <gasps> Not true. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, amazing, isn't it? Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Why would you get that? I don't know. Because then it drops back down again. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, All right. Okay. All right. Let me me get up here with my National Weather Service or whatever it is, NOAA. Maybe maybe your National Weather Service could tell us why we get it. Yeah, I am. I I am. I am. (laughs) (laughs) What is your zip code out there? 92833. 92833. And it will say, does your city begin with an S? Yes, Fulton. Yes. Okay. Okay. I I just don't want to give out too much information here. Um, well, we give out, we can give out we can give out your phone number if you want, Patricia. Yeah, well, that's that's okay. He'd give it out <laughs> himself. I just don't want people to come knocking on his door. Um, okay, so let's see. Uh, tomorrow is Sunday, and you will be eighty-seven. Monday is eighty-eight. So they changed it. Um, mm-hmm. Hold on, more days. You can send. Um, you, well, you know, different different people throw darts. Um, okay, so now Monday, you're 88, Tuesday, 89, Wednesday, 88. Good grief. You can yeah. Let me see here. You've got a couple of more days. Um, I gave you Wednesday, right? Yep. Yeah. And Thursday is 84, Friday, 85, Saturday, 85, Sunday, 83, Monday, oh, here you go, 75. Larry can start. Night times are all in the um, low 60s or or 50s. Larry can start saying we're having a heat wave pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wow. My goodness. Speaking of addresses, you can send all tissue rolls to 2527 Duke Place. (laughs) 
go to Mesa, California, nine two six two six. Seven one four and make yeah. them the little bite sized ones. Seven one four five four five two oh seven one. So number give us a call. If you say so. That's right. Gee <laughs> oh, <laughs> willikers. Okay, who else who else needs weather reports? Well, my temperature is always cooler than worry, so you want to look at 92626? Certainly. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm, which you give out recent and often mm-hmm. and recently and stuff like that there. Mm-hmm. Um, you are currently 57. And let's see, Sunday, what you've got for Sunday. Oh, my goodness, 80 degrees. Wow. 81 on Monday. Um. More days, that's what we want. Okay, Monday, Tuesday, 82, Wednesday, 81, Thursday, ah, 77, mm. getting down to breathing temperature, except on Friday, mm. you're back up to 81, Saturday, 80, and next Sunday, or a week from Sunday, 79, and Monday, 73. Not too bad. That's, no, that's Monday the 20th, it's 73. But the 80s, my goodness, that's really up there for you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I'm going to wow. we'll have to get out the swim trunks and stuff like that there. Hmm. I'm not. So what's your weather going to be like? Oh, let's see here. Um, It's going to be warm, and no matter how warm it gets outside, I'm still cold. Hmm. And then it gets cool, and I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Okay, I've got... 71 degrees right now, uh, and tomorrow, 82. Uh, I'll just read the numbers down, mm-hmm. and you'll have to take, keep track of the days. Uh, Monday is 80, 78, 73, 71, 76, 77, 77, 78. Now, I am much lower than all yeah. you have. Yeah, you're very good. I don't. Um, no, no, this is not good. <laughs> 71 <laughs> is not good. <laughs> I know everybody from from north of Jacksonville. Okay, you've got to be kidding me. But really, it it is, you know, the, the winds are coming down from the north that day. So that's how come. All right, family, I have a trivia question for you. What happened on radio 68 years ago this Friday? You know, give it's us a call. Friday. Yep. Give us a call. 60, eight. 68. Years ago. Years ago. Happened on radio. 68 years ago this Friday. Seven, oh, it, um, yep. 714-545-2071. You'll win. We'll have you set up a drop off with Patricia. So that that's your winning prize. <laughs> please, 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 anybody who wants to to try it, just stay with it, but it will give me an opportunity to send you a mountain of stuff, and it'll come to you right away. You won't have to wait for me to earn some money to, <laughs> to support a $100 shipping fee. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, these things really are expensive in those envelopes. I can't believe what they did. I cannot believe what they did in terms of raising the rent. Yeah. <laughs> Raising the postage fees. So, okay, well, I have something that I want to share with you. Okay. Oh, I forgot to ask 
um, Gary about daylight savings time. Mm. All right. So, all right. I, I started... I started to look at this. Um, John Mercer Langston, I was on when we started taking phone calls and I got hung up on. Yep. I'm being abused, Walden. Okay, the first black man to become a lawyer in Ohio when he passed the bar in 1854. And while I was sitting here by myself waiting for you to call back, I'm looking and I'm saying, 1854? That was before the emancipation. The patient proclamation before the civil war, before Lincoln got shot, and this man is sitting as a lawyer. That's incredible. Yes. Bless his heart. I mean, really. <laughs> I'm just so taken with that. And then he was elected to the post of town clerk in a, a town called Brownheim. I've never heard of that. Um, and then he became one of the first African Americans, and this was in 1855, ever elected to public office i i mean this is just wonderful just wonderful well i did not know i did not know until recently that after um we had the occupation of the south many of the u.s senators for the southern states were were african-american for a while for Mm -hmm. for for about 10 years or so I had no idea that yes. was the case. I have. A, you just rattled my brain, and I remember reading that mm-hmm. quite a few years ago. So you are marvelous for directing it. Oh gosh! And then we had Thurgood Marshall. I asked about that one last week. The first African American ever appointed to the United States Supreme Court. Do you know who the president was who nominated him? And of course, his his. Um, House of Representatives. Who, who is it? The Senate, I guess, approves that. Yeah. Do you know who the president was? Well, Brown versus uh, the school board was 54. Um, I think it was later. I don't, my first inclination is Eisenhower, but I don't think, I'm going to go with Johnson for uh, Sugar Good Johnson. You are, you are so right. It was mm. Lyndon Johnson. And he sat on the court. Um, 25 years? to 19, pardon? About 25 years or so? That, that would be right. Mm-hmm. Um, 67 to 91. Good Is run. Yeah, 24. 24 years. That's 24. A, yep. Okay. Good grief. I, I have to fix my brain. Okay. George Washington Carver. You know what he did? The peanut. He worked with peanuts, yep. and, he, and he developed 300 derivative products. Can you name any of them? Well, I can because I wrote them down. Good. <laughs> From peanuts, cheese, milk, coffee, flour, ink dyes, plastics, wood stains, soap, linoleum, medicinal oils, and cosmetics. And he used peanuts as the base of all of those products. So, did he get rid? Did he get rid of the pe- Did he get rid? Did he get rid of the peanut smell? I mean, wouldn't that be something for uh, cosmetic to smell like peanut? He must have been able to extract 
the oils and the chemicals. Yeah, might have, might have been. That's an interesting point. I, n- I never thought about that mm-hmm. one, that all the products, you know, eat cheese made from peanuts. I, no, no. They, he must have gotten it out, and I, I never thought about searching that. Shame on me. Shame on me. Okay. okay. Hiram Rhodes. I'm sorry. Hiram Rhodes Revels was the first African-American ever elected to the United States Senate and represented the state of Mississippi. When did he do that? Uh, I would say 1868. It was 1870 to 1871, but it doesn't tell anything about why it was only a one-year term. Boy, I have to do more homework here. <laughs> and Shirley Chisholm, do you know who Shirley Chisholm is or was? I, I do not. I do not. Shirley Chisholm was the first African-American woman elected to the House of Representatives. Hmm. And she was from New York. How about that? That's good. We'll write there now. Yeah. 714-545-2071 our number. Give us a call. If you have any topics you want to bring up, we're welcome to engage and talk and conversation. Stuff like that. I'm going to go. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go because I've got stuff to get ready for tomorrow. All right, Larry. And then I will see you tomorrow for dinner. Yep, I got to with the phones. And I also I got thinking, when Brian Henderson comes, maybe I could have him put in a script for Sound Forge with your help before we come over. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah my, and that, also tell your mom. Yeah. Tell your mom. Also, if that doesn't work. Yeah. To push the button early. So that you're recording. Okay. That's a, that's or a thought. That's a thought. Okay. Okay. I'm Thanks. Go play with my phone. Have fun. Have, have fun with your phones. Hello, Good night, Larry. Hello, Larry. Good night, Patricia. Uh, hello, Carl. You're on with Patricia. Larry's disappearing. Well, now you tell me I'm on with Patricia. I I'm know, waiting. I know, Dave. What can I say? Oh, good. I can leave now. Yeah, you can leave now, Larry. We, we, oh, that's nice, Larry. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That makes me feel This is Dave Kane, our person with a microphone and radio up in Rhode Island. Hi, how you doing? You like I'm better than nothing. How are you? I'm surprised you didn't introduce him at the uh, deck jockey front. Never. Don't you dare. Never. Don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. I didn't. I, I didn't. I got scolded the first time. You are an on-air personality. Thank you very much. I appreciate now, that. You know, Even if you don't mean it, I still appreciate it. <laughs> well, I do. Well, I didn't well, realize the, that I was doing a big boo-boo when I said that word. You, you tell me a dick jockey is beneath you now, Dave? Well, it's not about being beneath. It's a different. It's it's like me. You know, it's a, it's a different job. It, it's like it's like saying to me, "I'm a plumber." When I'm, you know, when I uh, when I'm an electrician, it's a different job. Well, you play music on your show. Well, yeah, but that's not my primary yeah, but, source. Yeah, but yeah, of, but you, you said ba- program. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the story of yeah, but? Um, I, I'm just so upset. I called because I can't believe that Walden didn't know who Shirley Chisholm was. I'm sorry. I don't know everything. Oh, my goodness. 
Oh my, she was a dynamite lady. Well, maybe because she, maybe because she was from New York, that's why I don't know her. Hey. No, I, well, no, no, no. She was a national figure. She was well known. What, yeah. What, what era are we talking about? Well, oh, like oh wait a minute. Wait, when were you? No, wait a minute. Now, when were you born, Walden? 1966. Oh God. Well, no one needed to know about. Her. Okay, <laughs> never mind. I, I take it back. But she was there forever. She was. Um, you know, she started four years later in 1972. She was the first major party African-American candidate and the first female candidate for president. And she was a serious candidate. She was, and uh, she, she did a great job, and she was very well respected. And uh, and so I was, uh, but I forget how old I am. I, it's my fault. <laughs> Well, I, I now how long was she? You know, because I, I, as you know, I used to now, considering hang out in the bar with Abe Lincoln. That's so. true. But considering political science is one of my degrees, I'm surprised it just doesn't ring a bell with me. Um, how long was she in office, Patricia? Oh, long time, long time. Um, hmm. She was elected, according to this, uh, elected in 1968, right, and represented the state. I think she was with Bunny. And there for 30 years, right probably? Back. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> you keep talking, Dave. I'm entertaining people tonight. Oh, yeah, what you're doing what? You're doing what tonight? She's I'm entertaining. I have to do all of the search work tonight. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. We're, right. we're having to be the Google queen. No, I understand. Now, now, let me ask you a question. Are you guys going to... Are you sure? Is it short? I'm trying to think. We, we turn the clocks ahead or back now. Go forward. Spring ahead, fall behind. Spring ahead. Spring ahead. Yeah, All right, so we're going ahead. Now, sure. the reason I ask this question is because um, I always get I always get confused because I used to get beat out of this all the time. Uh, yeah, when I was when I was a disc jockey, by the way, uh-huh. and I used to work the all night shift. When they changed the clocks back, I would get paid only for eight hours, not for mm. nine hours. That's a crime. Okay. And well, yeah, is, and so know. I would complain about it. So I would complain about it. Mm-hmm. And they'd say to me, listen, it's going to work out because when we put the clocks ahead, you'll be paid for eight hours and only work for seven. But the only problem is... By by the time it, it came to spring the clocks ahead, I had already been fired. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I, and I I said just the same about the same thing. And you get the the so called free hour, but that's only if you're still working. Yeah, but I wasn't working there. I got bounced out, so I never. Well, I understand out. that. Yeah, um, they used to give us the same nonsense in the hospital where I worked, and I thought that was just terribly unfair. How much would it cost to pay your people eight hours for a shift that went to seven hours because the clock changed? They had to be there. They had to do their work. They had to, you know? I mean, so most of them stayed 45 minutes after the end of their shift anyway, just cleaning up stuff and, you know, charting and all sorts of goodies like that. They were there anyway. See that? So if you have a hundred, if you have a hundred employees at twenty, at the twenty five dollars an hour, that's twenty five hundred dollars you gotta pay. Yes, I guess they just thought that was 
A big enough savings well, that way they didn't pay anybody, I guess. For the kind of staff we cultivated and had show up on our doorstep to be hired, they deserved something extra. They just deserved it. So, and I, I was so upset when that. Um, so, because you in management, my dear, why didn't you go lobby for it? Oh, I did. And? Oh, I, I was such a pain in the petunias. I mean, really, I was like, <laughs> I'd go to the administrator and say, this is what happened. What are you going to do about it? It's amazing that I didn't get fired. But I was, I, was, I mean, these are the people I was responsible for, for heaven's sakes. And why in heaven's name wouldn't I stick up for them? So? So, did, so? It, did, did you get anywhere with that complaint? Of course not. Oh? Of course not. I felt better for having my say, but then I had to go back to my staff and say I tried my best. Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Democratic National Convention. Oh, man, why don't they just give us information? You know? Well, just Google Shirley, and, and she'll come up. You'll have all the... here, and they say state legislator, and, you know, they don't have any dates. August 1968, elected as Democratic National Committee woman from New York State. Fine. Then what? <laughs> <laughs> so you two keep talking, and I'll keep looking. So, Dave, you got anything coming up the next week or so? You're still on the road doing one-nighters somewhere? What? what yeah, I had a, yeah, I had a show tonight out in uh, Canton, Mass. And, uh, and I'm going to be doing something in a couple of weeks for the uh, for Norwich Diocese, or Norwich, Connecticut, for the Christian Charities there. Um, and, um, and I'm going to be working, how, I think Thursday, I'm working the night before St. Patrick's Day. How do most, how do most charities rate the money? Is it through ticket sales at the door, or is it through the raffle? How do they most charities decide to, when they bring you in, how do they actually rate the fund? Is it a normal well, procedure? It's, it's the, yeah, it's the ticket prices. Okay. It's the ticket for the show. Plus, um, they do, a lot of them do 50-50 raffles or, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they do different stuff, but primarily for this, they they sell the ticket. That's how they make. So, what's the biggest audience you have ever played for for charity? Oh, for charity? Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, probably around the biggest one is probably around two fifty or three hundred. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's, that's pretty good. good. Some of these churches, some of these churches can really get a huge crowd. Um, I mean, I've played for bigger audiences. Yeah, I mean, but I've I was just thinking. For I was just trying to get at the names and you know. Yeah, I would say you know. So, so a, char- a charity could easily do get make make four or five a thousand dollars or better easily if they if it if they work promote it right to, for them to raise money. Oh yeah, yeah, so very can. easily. Sure, of course yeah. they can. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So, have <laughs> anybody ever copied you? Have you you have any comp- competition out there that you know about, Dave? That doing your not day? really, not really. I don't know of anybody else that's doing uh, a priest. There are three or four shows with nuns, you know. Um, I remember reading drag. some of them, but never a priest. You're right. Yep, yeah, um, you know, I think I'm the first one, certainly, and the only one to do it. And, um, <laughs> You're a but, only. You know, and successfully, and what I mean by that is that. I work a lot, you know, I get a lot of shows, yeah. So, and, and have, we're having fun. Have you ever seen a nun perform? What did they, what did they, is it somewhere? Oh, talking? yeah, I mean, yeah, I went to see, um, there's, um, let me see, um, uh, and if I can't remember the name of the show now, uh-huh. um, 
Uh, one's late night. One's a late night catechism. The other one is uh, Sister Angelica explains it all. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nonsense. I didn't see any of those shows until after I had written Misgivings. Okay. Because I didn't want to be influenced right. by what they did. Right. So I wrote my show and then I went to see it. And as a matter of fact, I can't remember the name of the show that I went to see this nun. Oh my God, I can't remember the name of the show. And everybody has seen it. It's all over the place. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it's, um, I was the only one that, uh, I won a, I won a prize. I won, um, I want a little glow-in-the-dark crucifix. <laughs> I did. I did. I was in keeping with the show. Yeah. What was the because question? I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to ask, uh, I'm going to ask Patricia. We're going to find out. Okay. Now, Patricia. Yes. Are you ready? I, here's a question for you. Okay. I'm ready. Ex- explain to Walden what the Immaculate Conception is. <laughs> oh, well, um... Do I have to? <laughs> yes, I, I can. The Immaculate Conception. And I always get this mixed up. She, she, was, she was born immaculate. Who she? Who she? No original sin. Who? Who? Mary. Okay, well, you didn't say that. You just said Oh, I'm sorry. She. Oh, I said she because I knew what I was talking about. Yes. Yes, nobody else that knows what you're talking about. Go ahead. Okay, Mary, um, Jesus' mother, was born sin-free. She was immaculate. And the immaculate conception would have been... (laughs) Dave, there are two ends to this, and I always get them mixed up. She conceived baby Jesus, and she was renamed... No, you're close. You're close. I'm going to give you half credit. All right, you are correct. Allegedly, Mary was born without original sin. It is her conception that is the immaculate conception. See, and I started with that. Yeah, you did, but and then people get confused thinking that it's Jesus' birth, but it isn't. It is Mary's conception because she was then born without original sin. Yeah, so what made her conception immaculate? Well, because she was born without original sin. I know. Well, as opposed to everybody else, I don't know what the conception had to do. Maybe they did the thing with the sheep between them. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Um, but <laughs> see, that's that's why I get them mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was the only one in the whole audience that knew the answer, and that's where I got my glow-in-the-dark crucifix. So okay, there. all right. Now she. Mary conceived immaculately. She remained without sin. She remained immaculate. She remained... Um, is celibate good for a woman, or is it just used for a man? Oh, celibate, yeah. No, that, no, you, no, you can use that for a woman, sure. Okay, all right. She was celibate, so she conceived immaculately. She was the immaculate conception who conceived Jesus. Right, without without sex, allegedly. Without, without sex, right. And then right. and then we have her mother, who must have done it the right way. But Mary was born immaculate. She was not an immaculate conception. She emerged as an immaculate. 
Well, you can have that argument with the uh, hierarchy and the papal nuncio. I'm not interested in having that fight. I'm, I'm just telling you that that's, that's what they call it, and I knew it. Why I get them mixed up? Yeah, well, they're, they're, sure, you're going to get them mixed up. That's okay. You're still going to heaven. You're still going to heaven. Yeah. Yeah, I put too much thinking into this. I didn't yeah. just read, you know, the catechism. So. Yeah, you, you did good. You did good. I'm going to give you half credit. That, <laughs> at least I can. didn't do good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And Walden is still. Um, Still lending me out on the 22nd. I will not say he sold me. He really didn't. He didn't get any money. By the way. He's lending me. He's hmm? loaning. That's there you go. I, I'm, I'm, I'm permitting. I'm oh, permitting because okay. I'm not going to be on the air. I'm, I, I, I'm granting a day of rest for Patricia by doing the morning show with you. Well, I think that'll be fine because, as you know, uh, if we don't do this, she starts to get the tremors. Well, and also, I know, I, I, I know you take good care of her because I will be listening at a more convenient hour to get to see what you did. Yeah, well, well, I don't do it because Donna will be with Donna <laughs> protect, protect Patricia. No, Except no. that Donna and I were laughing so hard the last yeah, time. True. I don't know what. Well, the last time you had Patricia on, you had a, a, a college student on. How did that come about? Did he contact you? Did he want to see how the radio yeah, station well, worked? Yeah, well, actually, I had a friend of mine who was uh, this woman uh, who just recently passed, and she she was an older woman. She'd been a listener of mine for a lot of years, and I used to go and visit her every once in a while, mm -hmm. and she was in rehab. She was had been very old, had had a few strokes, and right. every time you thought, you thought, you know, that's it, you yeah. know, check, yeah. please, she'd pull out of it, you know, and she'd come back. So I was visiting her one day, and she said, oh, I want you to meet this young man, and this kid worked. He did the bingo or something in the senior home she was in. And so I met him, and she said, you know, he, he wants to be in radio. And, and yeah, I told him that I knew you and, and that you were coming to, to see me, and he couldn't believe I knew you, one of those things, you know. And he was so shocked to meet you and blah, blah, blah. And, and he wanted to come, and, you know, and be in the studio. So I said, sure, come ahead. So uh, so uh, he came to see me, and then he was in school for a while, and then my friend Shirley passed away, mm -hmm. and then he sent me a note, and, and then he wanted to know if he could come back, and I said, sure, come back. And that's when uh, he ran into Patricia. Ah. I thought yeah. he handled, I thought he handled, he's good. I mean, he's, he's studying, what, communications? Yeah, he's in communications, right? And he wanted to come and uh, you know watch how it's done, you know, by did, somebody that's you know. Had a great what? day, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> did, did, did have that happened often over the years? Once in a while, day that that students would come sit in and watch you do your thing. Did with that? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, Andy Field. I don't know if you know the name Andy Field from no. ABC News. No. Um, ABC Radio News. Okay. It's another name you don't know. Boy, Walden. Andy Field is, is a correspondent out of Washington for ABC News uh -huh. Radio News. Uh -huh. And one day when I was working at one of the ABC stations in Providence, he called when I was doing talk radio, and he said, do you remember me? And I said, well, I know who you are. I know your name, of course. He said, no, you don't remember me. I said, no. Uh, have we met? He said, yeah. He was in 
junior achievement, and I was one of the one of the you know one of the mentors yep. for junior yeah. achievement. He said, "What you taught me and what I experienced with you made me want to really pursue radio." And now he's with ABC Radio Network. How about that? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I I can't get arrested there, but he gets a job. <laughs> <laughs> getting fired. He's doing something different. That's exactly right. Have you figured out what? Um, yeah, he has talent. <laughs> <laughs> but you're an on-air personality. Yeah, well, I don't know. Listen, I I just been able to scrape together a, a bear couldn't exist, and so I'm doing okay. I'm fine. Didn't you, didn't you ever apply for a bigger, like, big a big market? Or that's never in your goal set to try to get into a top. Oh, no, I, no, no, no! I've had the opportunity to do bigger stuff. I, I have always. I learned from a radio personality when I was a teenager. This guy said to me, "Big fish, little pond." Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, I really took that to to, to heart, and I stayed in in New England. Um, and in these in these small radio stations, you know, uh, big fish, little pond, mm-hmm. and I had I loved it. I've always loved it, and, and so I have no complaints. And I've been able to make a pretty nice living doing it, so I'm very happy. Yeah, but yeah, you know, one thing about you, Dave, you are creative. You've been able to come up with to generate in, other source of income to make it work for you. So you, you know, you've been creative over the years to. You know, yeah, well, thank you. That was, that was out of necessity. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I used to like to tell people that ran radio stations who would always try to intimidate you, and I say, no, you don't understand. I don't need you. I have my own money. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't need you. <laughs> you know? And 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 at least at least fifteen people would have to get in a room and all vote yes before I'd actually be out of work, <laughs> because I I, I consult. Uh, to corporations, I used to consult the corporations. I developed games for gaming companies internationally. I have uh, done stage work and some movies and some and some PBS stuff. And I mean, I've, I've done all you know. I've done voiceover work. I mentioned I've done all kinds of things, and um, and that's how I did it. I, I made sure that I, you know, I, I wouldn't have one person have the control of my future. Well, my presence, <laughs> for that matter. Mm-hmm. That's what I always, always had other things going on, or tried to. Yeah, it makes it makes it. It's it, 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 a lot of pressure to that. Also, just the, the amount, of, the amount of hours just trying to put it together a deal. Though, as you know, that can take some time. Trying to, you know, when you're an entrepreneur like that, trying to sell the idea, sell the concept, sell the idea. So. Yeah, well, my my, com- my company was called, what I used to do, uh, my company was called Dave Kane Ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I produced shows for malls and shopping centers and corporations and stuff. And what I would do is I would call the company and get a hold of whoever the marketing person was. or, And I would say to them, I tell you what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you an idea. And if you take the idea... And I'm going to ask you to hire me to execute it for you, because if you if if I don't execute it, it's going to flop because I know how to do it. So I would give them the idea, and then they would hire me to produce it for them. 
and it, it worked out very well. What percentage of the time did they say no thank you and not take you on board? Uh, not, not a lot because I... I not think so. I no 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 because not a lot. I mean I, I of course you know you have people thanks a lot we're trying to quit see you later you know whatever yeah. you know mm -hmm. but most of the time uh, I had picked the right company because part of the idea um, I knew that it was a it was a hand in glove deal mm -hmm. I knew it was perfect for them and they and most of the time they would recognize it and if I caught somebody who was you know young and not not experienced in the business who was in the marketing department. And I would just go to their boss. I'd, I'd go upstairs. Or you, mm -hmm. you think that's tougher now? Because we're more and more corporate rather than. Oh yes, it's very it's very different. You know, yeah. you could hear the door slam behind me when I got in as a as a gopher in radio. You know, now they're called interns, <laughs> but they don't they don't have any. They, they don't. A lot of these kids, they would be there if they went there. They'd be at McDonald's. They don't have uh, an interest in broadcasting. They don't have a real interest in being on the radio. They, it's just a job to them, you know. Mm -hmm. When I started out, all the people that I worked with, they were gun ho They were obsessed with being broadcasters, whether but it was I, news I'm, or jockey mm -hmm. or whatever it was. But I was thinking of your company, Dave King Ideas, trying to pitch an idea today. Is it tougher now compared to when you got started? Not really. I mean, I, I I don't do as much as I used right. to. But I I mean, I produced huge, huge Santa arrivals and Easter Bunny arrivals and game shows. I had a thing uh, that I did for years called Store Bingo. And what we did was uh, I played a bingo game in the middle of the mall. And instead of numbers on the bingo cards, we had the names of the stores in the mall. So I'd say under the under the B G Fox, under the O Sears, under the R the Genery. And then when they got mm -hmm. bingo, they would get gift certificates from the stores and they would and it would bring the audience right into the store to spend the money. So how did you it know, was a huge marketing concept. How did you know what to charge for your service? That would be the other key element though, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, like in that thing, I knew what what they, I knew what other shows were getting okay. for weekend work at home malls and stuff okay. because I was a I was a promotion director, a marketing director for um, a big uh, regional shopping center for okay. a while, okay. and so I knew what the what the lay of the land was, and I knew how to, uh, and so I just kicked mine up a little bit more. Got it. Okay. You know, and and, and made it more. Sometimes they make it more expensive. They think it's a better show. Well, you got to pay that, because, you know, I know that's a big thing. Well, that's a terrific show. I mean, look what he gets for it. <laughs> Crazy. Then, then, then you would be, then, then would you generally ask for a budget and then use that budget in order to buy the material that you're going to create the game or whatever? Or would that be part of the no, deal? I used to, no, I used, to, I used to pitch the, uh, I did a thing one time. I was in a, in a, in a mall. And they were trying to think of something for Easter. They wanted to do a big to-do with the Easter Bunny arrival and everything. And uh, so I said to them, well, why don't we have the Easter Bunny arrive in the world's largest Easter egg? And they said, oh, that's great. That's terrific. How much is that going to be? 
And I had no idea. I had no idea. So, I don't know, I threw them a number. I forget what it was. I threw them a good size number. They said, oh, that's great. Okay, get back to us. So I went out, and now I had to find the world's largest Easter egg. And there's a whole long story, which I won't bore you with now, but but the funny part was that we had the Easter Bunny arrive. Uh, we wrote a song called The World's Largest Easter Egg, and the, and, and we gave them a moment. Do you guys remember Evertone sound sheets? Remember those plastic records that were inside magazines that you could pull out and play oh, on a turntable? Yes, 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 I do. Yes, I remember I bet those. Patricia does, too, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. And, and so... And so what I did was we recorded this World's Largest Easter Egg song, and we put it on those sound sheets, and we gave them out to everybody when they came to see the Easter Bunny. They'd get a copy of the song so they could play on their record player. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff like that, so it was really cool. Was so how did you... Okay, so how did you... How did you... You, you gave me a number for this egg... Yeah. Then where did you go find the egg? You, there must be a story. And how did? Yeah. You... Well, yeah. Well, there is. I I said to myself, now I had to figure out how to how how to build this egg. Right. And so I I called around to a couple of people, and I called a, a, a display company. They used to do windows for you know like for Macy's and stuff like that. You know, not that big. Of a, I mean, I'm talking about locally. Yeah. And uh, the guy said to me, "Well, as a matter of fact." I have a huge Easter egg on the roof of my building. It was it was in two halves. It was a wrought, it was an iron. Um, how do I put it? It was it was an it was iron bars that were bent, and when you put the two bars together, it looked like an egg. But when you put the two sides together, right? It was twelve feet long, seven feet high and four feet wide, this egg. Wow. And it was up on the roof because they had used it years and years ago for a, for a parade in Providence. And he didn't know what else to do. And I asked him how much, and he said, now give me a hundred bucks, you're going to have it. I said, okay, sold. So I, I got a friend of mine who had a flatbed truck, and the, the company brought it down onto the ground, and we went and got it. And we put it in my backyard, and we had it put together, and my father-in-law sewed um, painter's canvas, you know, a drop cloth. Yeah. Uh-huh. A canvas, canvas drop cloth onto this thing to make it look all the way around to make it look like like an egg. You know, make it look like a white egg. <laughs> and, yeah. and, then, and it was funny, because the guy that delivered my mail came by and said, oh, it's an egg. I wondered what the hell that was going to be, right? <laughs> And then I had it painted to make it look like an Easter egg with, you know, colors and everything was very cool. And then I I had it put, uh, we built um, a platform for it with wheels on the platform. And we were really good. And then I realized I couldn't get it out of my yard <laughs> because of the fencing. Because we, we had carried it in in two different halves. Okay. You know. And then when we put it together and, and put it, I mean, it was too big to get out of the yard. <laughs> so we had. Okay, so you oh, hired a forklift and. Yeah. No, 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 no. What I did was, so we had to take my fence down. <laughs> oh no. In order to 
coming out so we could bring it down to the fall. Yep, yep. And so the Easter Bunny arrived, and um, and then I had, and then I had, uh, since I had done all this work, I called another mall in Worcester, in the Worcester area, and they took the arrival too. So we did the arrival the next day. We did the arrival one day here in Providence, and then we did it the next day in Worcester. And then we brought it back, and we we put the Easter the Easter egg on display in Warren uh, at um, Warwick Mall. We put the Easter egg on display. Yeah, no, excuse me, it wasn't more, it was a Midland Mall on display, and for the whole uh, Easter season. And then I had to figure out where I was going to put the egg. Yes. Because Easter's over, I had to get, get, get it out of the mall. I didn't know where to put it. And my ex-wife's cousin, my ex-wife's cousin owned a farm. Uh-huh. So we, we brought the egg up to the farm and put it there covered it over with tarps and everything. And I got two years out of that promotion. We did it two years in two places. We made my money back like about 17 times. Wow. But we had a great time. And then, but then here's the punchline. They're ready, you want the punchline. Sure. So after two years, two malls, whatever, three malls, we did the arrivals, blah, 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 blah. Then I, I had to get, get rid of the thing because I couldn't do it anymore. Nobody wanted it anymore. So what I did was I saw it. There was a company that, you know, rented used, crappy used car, you know, Rent-A-Rec, they mm-hmm. call now, yeah, right? right. Yep. Well, yep. well, there was a local company, and the name of the company was Rent-A-Lemon. <laughs> so I, I called the guy and said, how would you like to have a giant lemon to put on the top of your building? He said, a giant lemon? I said, yeah, for $500, you can have <laughs> He said, "Are you kidding?" I said, "Nope, I'm going to say, I had I had a painted bright lemon yellow, and then I took some pictures of it and I showed him the pictures. He said, "Okay, you got a deal." <laughs> and so I delivered it to him. He gave me five hundred dollars in cash, and I haven't seen it since. It fell on him. Huh? It fell on him. It fell on him. Of course, you haven't seen it. <laughs> No, it was good. He had it out there. People talked about it. It was really good. And then eventually, I think the guy went out of business, and I don't know who took the egg or whatever. <laughs> the lemon made too strong a statement, I bet. Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. That's funny. That's a funny story. So did you have to put your friend back together quickly, or did you leave it down for a, for a while after you tore down your fence to get your egg out of your backyard? Oh no! I know! I know! I know! I put I put the we put the fence back up. Okay. We, took down a, we had to take down a section of it. Okay. To get it out, then we took it down and we put it back. Up. Do you know how ludicrous that sounds? You have to take your fence down to get your egg out. I know. <laughs> watch yourself. Yeah, I know. <laughs> back well, on, you know, back to your north. Watch out. Yeah, we have a history. It's okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's the kind I of I think stuff. you could write a book yeah. definitely about Dave King's idea to sell to promoters, Dave. Yeah, that's what we did. And so I, I, I sold this stuff. Another time, um, um, we had to do a Santa arrival. It was really cool. Um, the, 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 one of the malls I worked for had a big screen TV, you know, the, the, in, the, in the food court. Uh-huh. And 
came up with it, and I built, had built, and built, I actually I built it, a huge keyboard and that when you put it in front of the, of the TV monitor, this big TV monitor, it looked like a computer. The whole thing looked like a computer. And so we did the first um, electronic computer-generated arrival of Santa Claus. It was very cool. I built this big keyboard. Um, I mean, huge. I'm talking about, you know, like six feet across, wow. you know, four feet high, four feet deep. And we put it on a slant. We put it and we built it. It looked just exactly like a real keyboard because I designed it. You know, I copied it. You know, we did it. It was made out of styrofoam. And I got a huge balance of styrofoam. I cut each row of keys out and filed them down so they'd look like real keys and stuck, you know, letters on them. Wow. Look like letters. And, I mean, you, you can't imagine how cool this was. Wow. And uh, then I had two actors who played, a, a, one played a mad computer scientist and a young girl played his assistant. And we had a pre-recorded um, video of Santa talking on the screen. We, we pumped it up onto the screen. And so he punched a couple of numbers and here comes Santa Claus and he's talking, he's saying, we're going to be right there. And he's going to and the guy hit the buttons a few times and all of a sudden the screen, the, the picture on the screen exploded and it looked like everything was lost and Santa couldn't come. And then all of a sudden Santa was standing right there in back of everybody Aww. at the food court. It was really cool. Wow. We did that, a few things like that. So, you have a couple of flops you want to share that you thought were a great idea that never worked out? Oh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Oh, you know, no one's asked me that. Let me think something that didn't work out. Well, I did a, <laughs> I did a thing that I can't do now. Okay. I did a, I did a thing. <laughs> I, I didn't mean it. It's my turn. It's my turn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I should say I did a promotion. No, I'm not. <laughs> I, no, I'm not. I, 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 did a, I did a show called uh, Schools Out, and we ran it in the, in summer, in the summer, and when the schools were getting out. And it was a kids, it was a kids game show, and I had all little um, stuff. I had two teams of kids, or a couple of kids. One, well, no, it was, it was a boy and a girl, and the, and the boy represented all the boys in the audience, and the girl represented all the girls. And I did things like, like we we had two pie plates, and I put down two gift certificates at the bottom of the pie plates, and I say, okay, all you got to do is put your hands behind your back, bend down to the pie plates, grab the first one to grab that with their lips or their teeth, and get it up, stand up at the pie plate, wins the, the gift certificate, and all the boys are going to get something while they are. So on your mark, get set, and I'm a, a guy, my producer who I hired, would say, stop, stop, hey, stop, and what's the matter? You forgot something, and I'd go over, and he'd whisper in my ear, and I'd say, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the flour, and we'd cover it all with flour, and so, oh, so yeah, so now his two kids sticking their face in flour, and of course they come with a white face, and they're all, you know, and they're, and, of course, nowadays, somebody would be allergic to something and I'd mm -hmm. get sued. Yeah. You know? so, so you can't do that anymore. But we had a really good time. And one of the things I did, um, which was a lot of laughs, I had in that show 
I said, once and for all, we're going to prove once and for all whether boys or girls are stronger. I keep hearing the girls, you know, boys are stronger. I don't know. We're going to find out. So I gave them each a piece of paper. It was a long strip of paper. And I, and I, I gave them each a piece of paper. I said, okay, now we're going to we're going to count to three, and on the, on the count of three, you're going to cut, you're going to you're going to tear as many pieces of paper as you can and put it into the box. We're going to count the numbers of pieces. We'll see how you did. On your on your mark, get set, go. And of course, the girl would start tearing the hell out of the piece of paper. I mean, there would just be pieces all over, and the kid could, the boy could not even tear the paper. Couldn't even tear it. And the, and the boys are yelling at him, and the girls are laughing. And they were, well, I had given the kid a, a piece of photo paper. <laughs> and you you can't tear that with your hands. I mean, a grown man can't do it. It just you know. And so I said, "Gee, this is really embarrassing." Oh my god! <laughs> and then of course I tell the kid that I had that I had screwed with him, and that everybody was going to get a prize. <laughs> just for the fun, because it's all about playing the game. It's not about winning or losing. It's about playing the game, you know. And so they, they'd all have a good time, and they laugh, and they'd, uh, they'd all get prizes. And then we had, it was called Schools Out. We did it we did it one summer, but then I couldn't, I, I was afraid to do it anymore because somebody said to me, well, with that flower, and there was a couple of other things that opened us up to a little bit of, Central mm. and Dave. So I said, no, I don't think so. We we better do something. That's really a shame. Mm. And and there's no substitute for flour. Oh yeah, yeah, it wasn't. But I mean, the whole thing was just kind of. It was just they were on stage, and yeah. you know who who can step off a stage and stuff like that. You know, it was, yeah. Yeah. Joe was just yeah. a little bit yeah. tenuous, and I said, uh, uh, Wal- Walden asked me for a, a bomb. And that's kind of a bomb. It was like that wasn't a bomb. That was circumstance that attacked you. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, you know, the bottom line was that I said, "No, oh, this is not a good idea." You know, so let's let's not do it. But we had we had oh, I said I had a ball doing those shows. So I had a really good time. We did a, we did a game we did a game show once we did a game rather you know once that I really love and that I devised uh, and it was a, a variation on a game that I had developed for uh, the G-Tech Corporation who is a big lottery firm uh, they're an international lottery firm I designed a couple of games for them uh, one in Lithuania and one um, uh, in Gdansk and then what happened was um, but this thing is called Musical Squares and what I what I what yeah and what I did was we had uh, in the mall we had uh, roped off an area for the players and people could come and they could register so they registered you know a, a slip of paper and we put them into a big bin right and uh, this is after we promoted and had people come on down and everything what happened was so we call your name so uh, Patricia if you were the contestant you'd come in. And we'd say, okay, now you're going to pick any square you want to stand on. <laughs> and each one of the squares, they were just paper squares. Each one of the squares had a name of the store, had a name of a store in the mall. Okay. Okay. So, so, so Patricia stands on stairs, and Walden stands on, I don't know, G Fox, whatever. So when we got all the squares full, 
know, all these people who began to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to play some music, and you're going to move around. You're just going to move any way you want. Everybody's going to move the different squares, and, and the music's going to stop. And when we stop, we're going to draw the name of one of the stores. If you're on that square, the good news and bad news. The bad news is you're out of the game. The good news is mm-hmm. you get the certificate from the store. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing was that not only did you get a gift certificate, but we had a giant bin and we put a duplicate gift certificate in the bin for whoever was the last person left. So that by playing the game, when, you're, when your name got called, you were out of the game, but you won a gift certificate. But if you were the last, and then we did a duplicate into another bin, so that if you were the last person standing, you won one of every single prize wow. given away in that game. Whoa. How often would you do that? What, like once a day or once a, on a week? Oh, no, no, no. This would be, no, this one would be a promotion that they would build up to over the weeks. Okay. And then, then on one night, one, into one Saturday or one Sunday afternoon, that's when they do this mm-hmm. big game thing. Because you couldn't, you couldn't do it every day. I mean, it was too many prizes and too much logistically it was very tough to do i was just thinking you gotta get all stores to agree don't you or you know do most of them well yeah but the mall the mall promotion department uh, has contracts with the stores okay stores uh the stores agree and and they they would want to do it because what happened was the mall would 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 send out the the notice to the stores and they would give us gifts that they would get because it brought people into their store. Okay. You know, it was very, my promotions did very well because I was one of the few promotions that could actually deliver a body into a store. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, I, the I, bingo. I, that, that's a good piece of information because if you have like a Macy versus Gimbal, you neither want to want to play nights on the same promotion in the same mall, then that wouldn't work, but probably... Oh, no, no, but, no, but they sure they do, because they don't, because they're not, Macy's isn't going to let Gimbal's uh, have the spotlight in the game, and Macy's not be there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it yeah. works the other way. It's all in how you sell it to them. You know, they, I mean, they may not join in it. Well, look at Miracle on 34th Street. Absolutely. They tried, they tried to outdo each other, yeah, right? Yeah. The same thing. You have to show them. The, what you have to do is just to show them the plus that they get by being part of it. And if you explain that to them, they're going to jump at it. Do you ever worked out a deal that you took a piece of the of the business that came in, or was it always a fee-based operation? Oh, no, no, no. For those things, it's always fee-based. Okay. Yeah, it's always fee-based, yeah. Yeah, always Yeah, I know. The the charity stuff you can do on per head because mm-hmm. there's a lot of other reasons to do it that way. But mm-hmm. this was this was real business. I mean, I I did a lot of heavy stuff with a lot of heavy companies. You know, when I when I traveled with my uh, my game show, I, I played a game. I did a game show too originally before the bingo. I did a thing called the Great American Game Show, which is very similar to the game show I do now. But uh, I had corporate sponsors in the game show. So I had people like Gillette and some other places who gave me money and gave me product to give away. And then the mall would pay me to bring the show to their, show, their mall. 
show. That, I would that's, say. A, that's a pretty good a show, like what Frank Brzee did for the TV game show. He he told he was the one that came up with the concept that they contacted the individual vendors. Hey, hey, you want to be on TV? Give me your product and some cash. Right. He kept the cash and he gave the TV game show the prize. Right. Right. You know. Yep. 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 And so, uh, I mean, uh, so you know, uh, there's a lot of different uh, fourteen hundred ways to skin a cat. You know, <laughs> and you just have to know how to do it, I guess, or want to do it. You know. So it's fine. Well, you also got to find the right people who are going to say yes too to make that to make that viable. Well, yeah, but that's what's being—that's what being a—if uh, if, you're—if I was going to say being a good salesman, but if you like your product, if you really believe in the product, it's it's easier to sell than you think. You know, you, I mean, you—you you, got to get somebody who's got a maticum of intellect, yeah. and then you can then you can get them. Enthusiasm is contagious. On top of it, so if you're enthusiastic, it tends to pass on to other people. Yeah, plus that, that couple of successes, people are more open to listen to you, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean so I imagine you, when you went into a new mall, you had your, your uh, I don't know what you would call it, your, uh, your scorecard. You said, this is what I've generated for these other malls. It probably easier yeah, for you yeah, to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, years ago, I got written up, and there was a mall, a couple of mall magazines, and people who worked in malls and promotion. I mean, and uh, I got uh, my my bingo got written up because of the the being able to bring traffic into the stores, and also my shows in the weekend would build the audiences built <clears throat> over the weekend. So that on Friday we'd have you know so many people, and then on Saturday and Sunday it would it would get much larger. People sitting in the planters and everything playing the game. Yeah, we had a lot of laughs. So then it got to the point that you didn't have to go out looking for new work; it just went referral, referral, referral. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, there was I worked for a couple of companies who had who either did promotion for or owned several malls. Uh-huh. There, there was a company in Jersey called Becker Cantor. And they worked, I think they had 60, 60 or 70 malls that they worked for. And they booked me for the whole year. I didn't have to do anything. I mean, they, I, they would hire me yeah. and put me in these different malls. And you just did the circuit. <laughs> I'd just go and do the show, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they'd, they'd send me an itinerary and I'd, I'd know where I had to be and just show up and do the show. So we had a lot of laughs. Yeah. A lot of fun. Great stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. It, it, it did well. Yeah. It did well, but I'm an old man now, and I'm <laughs> I'm just barely hanging on. So. <laughs> well, listen, guys, are you done with me now? I'm going to go. Patricia, do let Dave go to I'm bed? Not. Okay, go ahead. I am not, I done. Am not finished. All right. One more minute of everyone's time. Okay. Walden is giving me permission to be with you on the 22nd. Yes, ma'am. I want to talk about that, Walden. All right, my dear. Go ahead. Well, how are you giving me permission? Um. Or you're giving permission in general? We negotiate. We, we negotiate things, don't we, ahead of time? We didn't this time. (laughs) (laughs) 
So should I re should I rescind the offer? Oh wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get something yeah, I mean, clear here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. Yeah. Let, let me explain. You're, you're getting the wrong vision here, <laughs> Trisha. This is not. This is. You're not, she, he's not lending you to me. He's not giving. I'm babysitting. Yeah. I'm just babysitting yes. you until he comes back. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Daddy. Daddy will be back, and in the meantime, it's just you and me. Okay. 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 And Donna. Now, okay. Now, my dear. Whoa. The next time. The next time when I'm away. Yeah. How? What's the right protocol for me to fall? <laughs> Ask me? <laughs> no, that's okay. You can still give me away. Because I will be back. There you go. Uh, uh, well, okay, well, listen, girl. My mother's calling me. I have to go. All right. The lights are on. I have okay, to go in now. Have, have fun. Have a peaceful day tomorrow. Take yeah, care, You too. And I'll be talking to you. You bet. Bless you. All Take right. Care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. Our friend Dave gave us Bobby Rydell. Contact info, so uh, it's been pretty hectic here the last few weeks, so pretty soon I'll give him a call, and we can work it out that he can be on with Patricia, and that way Patricia can do a full, complete interview. Right, and just, Dave did a darn good He interview. did a great job. Yeah. He did Ooh, a great it was job. really good. I never otherwise would have known, and very few other people would have known, that he had both a kidney transplant and... A liver transplant. Yeah, big time. Big time wow. stuff. Wow. So I certainly, I mean, he was he was really um, emphatic about his his support of having um, kidney donor or body parts donor. And, uh, you know, pretty cool. So I'm, pretty I, cool. I imagine we'll talk to Bobby about that once we have him on the show. That's yes. on my yes, to-do yes, list. Yes. Yes. Our number is 714-545-2071. We're looking at the clock, and we're, we're on countdown before before <laughs> we make the shift on the East Coast. So give yeah. us a call. Call us on this time zone at 714-545-2071. We'll be broadcasting It's a Wonderful Life done at the Spurvac meeting today fairly soon. Larry got the file, so I'm glad to hear that. And tomorrow, Ron Cocky and Glory McMillan will be our special live guests. On Sunday, we'll we'll talk about the, the show that they directed. And we'll wish Gloria a happy 84th birthday on Monday. So we love you, Gloria. And it's great to see you today. 84 years old. 714 when I grow up, I want to be 84. You want to be 84? Oh, no, I'm 79. Never mind. So, Bubble, since you're listening, <laughs> yeah, this, is your, this is your time zone, 714-545-2071. Do it before you lose an hour of sleep, Bubble. Call us here at 714 <laughs> Or anybody calling all bubbles, calling all bubbles. Any or any member of the Bubble fan club, which we know there's at least one, you can give us a call yes. at seven one four five four five two oh seven one.
And I left off with Shirley Chisholm, mm-hmm. and she was a member of the House of Representatives from 1969 to 1983. Mm. So she did a goodie. Oh, right. She was, she was very popular, very well respected. She just did a great job, just a great job. I really, I, I can't emphasize that. Um, she did right. She did right for to a pe- for for all Americans. Hello for there. All Americans, not just her constituents. That's right. Hello there. You're on with Bubble Sisters. Sister Bubble Hotline. It's the Bubble Hotline. The Bubble Hotline. Yeah. Are you gonna? Yeah. You can do your Lawrence Welk if you want, Dan. Really? Yeah. Well, it's National Bubble Day. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Saturday is National Bubble. Yeah, well, it was for me. No, it is you. For anybody, anybody west of the Eastern Time Zone. Yes, National Bubble Day. So I told Bubble she'd better call in tonight. Turn on the bubble machine. I haven't heard from her because the phones have not been open. Turn on the bubble machine. The bubble machine. <laughs> oh, dear. I should have brought a gift then. Yeah, you should have for National Bubble Day. Absolutely. Bubble bath. What 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 do you get? We give bubbles for National Bubble Day. Uh, under what? Nothing, because I didn't realize it until I went to my favorite website today. That gives me all the days, you know, like Johnny Appleseed Day and stuff like that. There. Well, there might, you know, National Bubble Day. You know, there, wait a minute. I just thought of something. I haven't heard of this ho- national holiday. There is a Mother's Day. There's a Father's Day. You never heard of a sister day or a brother's day, so if there is oh, a si- so if there is a sister day, you can gift her a bubble bath. What do you think? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I can send her. However, however, I can send her some slim gems. She loves slim gems. Well, there you go. I was thinking of those bubbles with, that look like animals. You know, those containers that have they they shape like different. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Bears and yeah. stuff like that. There. That's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. Or 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 Dan, I Dan, I would be in favor. You can actually give it a. Remember what was the gift thing as a kid? It came in a container, and you open yeah. it up, and you had a little handheld bubble thing that you would make your own bubbles. Oh, oh, with the with the circle. Yeah. With the the ring on. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She likes that stuff. So we could give her one of those for Christmas. We could give her one of those any time of the year. They're ah. Only a couple of dollars. <laughs> it would cost a fortune <laughs> to send them, but. Well, I mean, the next time sure. she the next time she comes see you, or you go to her for Christmas, or whatever uh-huh. you do, a a a, a bubble, a bubble thing, you know. A thing. A thing. Yeah, a thing. Okay, what do you think, Dan? This is Dan from Indiana, by the way. We have to make sure everybody knows. A member of the a member of the Bubble Fan Club. Go ahead, Daniel. I'm the founding member <laughs> of, of the Bubble Fan Club. <laughs> I named Bubbles Bubbles. <laughs> maybe maybe everyone doesn't know why Bubbles got her name. That's true. We do have new yeah. people, so huh? 
Do we do have new audience sometime, or else they have might have swept through her appearance? Should we should we let her? What do we let Bubbles explain it, or should we disclose the 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 reason why? It may not hurt to disclose the reason why, since we're talking about Bubbles on National Bubble Day. That is true. Right. Okay, so I'm the one who does this, right? That's right. Yeah. You you were there. No. No, I wasn't. I mean, if I were. I wouldn't have been. <laughs> We're on your own, kid. <laughs> no way. When my sister was in high school, she was, I think hellion is a good word. They came up, and, and she would say, we came up with this, and this is what we did, like clearing off the library shelves. They checked out all the books. And um, I say, this sounds like you, not we. And she said, well, okay. <laughs> One of the things that they pulled off, or <laughs> tried to pull off, there was a new fountain installed in the front of the school. It was a brand new school, and they were still doing the finishing touches. And, you know, the water, do-do-do-do. And they got together one night and decided they should bring Mr. Bubble to school and put it in the fountain, and when the water came up, that it would make bubbles. Except they didn't realize that a half a cup would have done the trick, and they poured in boxes of this stuff. And the (laughs) bubbles went up to the second story, and the firemen had to come and wash it down, but the more the water impacted the bubbles, the bigger the pile came. So I don't know how they finally got rid of all of these bubbles, and then they found out that the night before, the school or the contractor had put goldfish in the, the fountain, and all the goldfish died, and she cried for a week. But that's how she got the name Bubbles. She was there with four boxes of Mr. Bubbles. That's a great topic. What now? The, you know, I don't have to incriminate anybody, but what's the biggest prank you were aware of when you were in high school that a fellow classmate did to the school? Now I'll tell you what that I remember in junior high. We we went our junior high had a swimming pool, mm-hmm. and we showed up one day, and somebody just so happened to drop a car inside the swimming pool. Yikes! Yep, that was a pretty big prank. That that's a uh, m- drove a car into the swimming pool. An automobile. Yes. I do. I do remember having thought that's what you said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one. Oh, I, my goodness. That's the one I remember. Oh, my goodness. So, Dan, what about you? Any any memorable pranks that were pulled in high school or junior high by a fellow classmate? I don't know if it counts as a prank or not. But, okay. Um, in my senior year, uh, Several of the, uh, some of the basketball team came to a dance drunk, and then the principal canceled all dances except for the prom. Wow. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, that that's not well, too much of a no, fun it's def- prank. It's, it's definitely a remembrance of, of something being done away with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, here in the Midwest, it was quite a prank here 
often was someone uh, toilet papering, you know, yep. uh, a tree yep. in front of a home that was very common. And oh, and uh, sometimes uh, I've heard people talk about. Have you heard of forking a yard? No. Okay. Forking? Yes. Forking, forking, yes. What that? You know, like uh, like you eat with a fork type thing. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is where you would buy several plastic forks, and then you would take these forks and put the tines into the ground, and then break off Mm -hmm. the handle. Oh. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. That's pretty awful, you know? That is pretty awful, yes. It's another reason not to go barefoot outside. (laughs) Yes. I mean, you basically have to plow up your yard to get this plastic out, and then... Oh, Lord. What were the consequences? Besides having yes. to dig up your yard to get these things. That's right. We're trained as well to sniff out plastic. It, it's not like bubbles, you know, just having harmless little bubbles floating around. I mean, but... Uh, wow. Because you probably might have to d- tear up about a couple of inches of topsoil to get it all out, wouldn't you, Dan? I mean, if they... You really... would. Yes, you would. Wow. You would. Uh, who did this stuff? Who what now? Who would do it? Who did this kind of stuff? Just that's the nature of pranks, you know, in the in you know the last twenty or so years. You know, I, that I is just dreadful. It is that dreadful. Is dreadful. It is so. So, did uh, the people who got forked know who had done it or suspect who had done it? Um, I think it was. Probably maybe a coach for just a teacher that wasn't liked. Oh, my word. You're talking grown-ups, not kids. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So. Oh, my word. Well, at least that's not, yes. that's, at least that's, well, you know what my my Uncle Jim did. I mean, my, he we didn't ask him when we had him on Christmas time, but he... he it was hard not to. <laughs> There's this famous story in my family. My mom was sick with ammonia for several weeks and missed a lot of class and went back to school to make make up, you know, to start her education again. Mm-hmm. And she played piano once a week and she took a piano lesson. And my grandmother wrote a note to the teacher uh-huh. asking my mom to be, you know, excused from doing her extra homework. She would do extra homework at school to keep up for class for her to make piano lesson. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the teacher refused. And my mother, while she was doing her homework in class, saw her big brother walking up and down the hallway, not too happy because he was responsible for walking my mom from school to the piano teacher house huh? for a lesson. Mm-hmm. So, sure. guess who car the next day had four flat tires? Oh, really? Uh-huh. And the- I thought that was punishable by the police. <laughs> 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 now, when 
and I think it can still happen because he's retired now. Wouldn't wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't you have loved one of your brothers to stick up for you, Patricia? Not like that. <laughs> Not like that. No way. No way. If he showed up at the door, if one of my brothers showed up at the door and said, "This is something that is very important," and if you don't want your nose broken. <laughs> No, he wouldn't. Neither one of them would have said that. But, um, yeah, I think they would have showed up and said, how come you're not outside? And then the teacher would have to say it to two guys. Uh -huh. So it didn't necessarily work, but I would have <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patricia, what about, now I know you went to an all-girl school for a while. So any, any particular pranks that you can remember? Or were all girls really nice about pranks at school? They were intimidated not to. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's not really true. I didn't, oh, I'm sure I've told this, that um, three of the girls got off the school bus mm -hmm. a couple of miles from school, and the bus driver let them do it. <laughs> he could have lost his job. And they said, come on, come on, we're going to have a good day. And I said, I don't think so. So I stayed on the bus, three of them got off, and the bus driver was supposed to stop on the way back and pick them up. And he said, if you're not on the corner, you're gone, uh, because I'm not, I'm not going to stay there and wait for you. I will pick you up, but you better be there. Well, the bus driver got sick, and the oh, owner no. of the bus company <laughs> was driving the bus that afternoon, and of course we couldn't tell him because our bus driver would get fired. And <laughs> there they went. We just kept going. The bus just kept traveling down the road. And these three are jumping up and down and waving their arms. And I'm thinking, oh, Patricia, you know, sometimes being a goody two-shoes really pays off. So I did not get that. You, 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 you didn't wave at your three friends? Bye. I didn't. You know, a couple of, a couple of the other ones did. And I, I couldn't be that good. I just, I just couldn't, you know. I mean, they, they were... They were in trouble with their fathers. They were in trouble with everybody. And, uh, you know, I don't know whose father came to pick them up. But you know, why didn't you tell him? Why didn't you tell him? I said, did you know who was driving? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Kramer. <laughs> so that's what they did, and I didn't do. And I'm so pleased that I just chickened out. I'm, I mean, it wasn't chickening out. I just wouldn't do it. Mm -mm. Big chicken. Big chicken. I am. So how is the, the big... I am. I, I, just, I just never did that stuff. That's I, why when Barbara tells these stories, I'm astounded. And I, I keep telling her, you had all the fun. <laughs> Where was I? I was such a goody two-shoes. Now, I think I oh. told my Uncle Walden story, my, who I was named for. Uncle Walden was the family druggist in the family who, mm -hmm. who I guess was a bit of a mischievous little boy at one time. He was the one that got coal in the stocking for Christmas. He had, oh. I think, four or five sisters, and it was just w him. So, you know, so he must not have behaved too well one cr Christmas season and got coal. But he was part of a gang of kids, and then Wayne's, Wayne, can you go to 12th grade all in the same high school, all in the same building? So on several floors. So one night... Somehow, they got a cow up to climb and got up to the top level of the school, school building. And 
I don't know who in the world. It, it was the fire department that got the cow down. You know, I, yeah. How, how did they ever do it? I have no idea. That's amazing. Because that, you can you can walk a horse upstairs. Mm-hmm. You can walk a cow upstairs. You cannot walk them downstairs. You cannot. They will not do it. Yeah. <laughs> they just won't. Bring them well, what are you supposed to? Upstairs? What are you supposed to do? Take the elevator? I guess so. <laughs> there, no, they just don't. They do not. No. Cows are very sensitive to things like that. They will not walk over a grate, or they will not walk over a bar on the ground. For example, one that would anchor a fence. If you close the fence up, it would anchor. They will not walk over that. They're afraid of it. I don't know. I've been walked over by Seven Charlet once when we were trying to load them out to the uh, market. And they crossed over something? They we we were loading out seven Charley cows. We had a gooseneck truck backed up to the loading pen, and we opened and we we got them to go onto the trailer, and then they came right back out. They didn't like the trailer, and I was at the back of the corral at the back gate, and they crossed right over on both sides of me, bending the gate on both sides of me. I hit the ground, the gate was on top of me. Oh my. And and the, and the cows passed on both sides of my body, and I did not get stepped on. Wow, Dan. So, oh my goodness. Charlais are much more skittish, much more Angus cattle are much more uh, easygoing. You know, you can... I never heard you know, of... You can, you can yell at them and they'll turn and they'll go the opposite way. These Charlay, they, they, they don't I've never heard of get, that breed before. Do what now? I've never heard of that breed before. Charlay? Yeah. They're the white ones. They're white cows. Okay. No black spots or anything? No black spots. Just pure white. I don't think I have ever seen one. Well, count your blessings. <laughs> Daniel, I know, w- once you retire from running the library, the cross... Do what now? Once you retire from running all the libraries in the state of Indiana and yeah. all the other places, uh-huh. is your dream to become a gentleman farmer and go back to those days as a youngster to play with to raise animals and do stuff like that there? That would be fun, I think, you know, have a... Have a small farm, mm-hmm. yes, probably. You think you would do it? Uh, I might. Uh-huh. I'm not ruling it out. I would, would love to open general. I love to open a general store like my grandparents had back in the ah early days. Okay. You know. So you would you would stay in Indiana and do this? Do what now? Would you stay in Indiana to do that? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe go into Kentucky. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Florida has a yeah. very fragile agriculture for the most part. Mm-hmm. Now, because of the cold weather and the hot weather and the cold weather, it's mostly the cold weather that burns our uh, farmers yeah. and agricultural people. But we were, we meaning Florida, 
was the first, I want to get this right, they, they produced um, veal calves, and it, huh? was the, it was the first state to do that. Uh-huh. Are you supposed to be impressed? Actually, I think we were the, we were the first cattle breeding or cattle state. We had the first cattle here. Uh-huh. You're supposed to be impressed, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Walden, Walden, Walden would be impressed. I'd I bet. would. I am, I'm always impressed. I'm ver- but you didn't say anything. Well, I thought you were talking to Dan. Well, I'm I, 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 I would be polite. Yes, you were. Now, Dan. Wait, 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 what do you want me to say? Holy cow. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, brother. Okay. Oh, now I've got two of you here. Now, Dan, in the general store, are there any other, yeah. are there any general stores running that you're aware of in Indiana? Uh, yeah, there are a few. There's one called Longbottom and Hardsaw. Not too far from where I live. They're in central Indiana. I mean, the town name is Central. How big is it? Uh, it's it's just your typical, uh, you know, uh, two-story building. Uh, I think they store things upstairs. You know, mm-hmm. they have, you know, you can you can buy, you know, some farm gear there. You know, you can buy fence. And uh, you can buy, you know, it's kind of a hardware store, general store. What makes okay? Bit. What makes a general? What is the definition of a general store? I don't know. Uh, my grandparents' general store. They had a deli. They had uh, work clothes. They sold a brand of clothes called Key Work Clothes. They were a lot like Dickies, and you know, they just had a little bit of everything there. They had food. So, yeah. All right, let's let's talk about the Jotam Down store with. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I I think that was your typical uh, general store back in that, that time would, period. That would have fit the bill. Okay. Hmm. All right. Yeah, I, I we had cousins that had a general store. Up through the, oh, I think they sold it in about 1990, down where my uh, mother lived, and Aunt Pearl, we called her, she was in her 80s, and I walked in, oh, this was back in the late 80s, early 90s, and they had a, she had a Coke, you know, a cooler there, and I asked her, I said, how, how long have you had this cooler, and Pearl said, oh, not long, just since we've had electricity. <laughs> How long have they had electricity? Oh, probably at that time about forty years. Wow. <laughs> oh, so you sort of missed out on something there, hey? Eh? <laughs> a little, little more powers of observation would have worked. Yeah. So, what yeah. would be in Daniel's general store, and what would you name it? Oh gosh, I don't know. I, I might name it after my grandparents. Okay. Yeah. They, they. they their name was Sweat, so it was Sweat's General Store. And where be the Sweat Shop? 
sweatshirt. So what would be the, give me some merchandise. What would you want to carry? Yeah, well, you'd have to have your, you know, soda pops, and then you'd have to have a deli, and then you'd have to have, you know, just a little bit of everything that, you know, people would need in the area, like coffee and, you know, cereal and things like that. Maybe, you know, like I said, they had some work clothes that, you know, that they sold. It was just a nice, fun place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, was it affected by daylight? Well, you probably were uh, when you, you you had the farm. Yes. All sorts of stuff, and the cows don't know the difference between daylight savings and real time. So what yeah, kind of hard, challenges it's hard. That? It's hard to set a rooster ahead an hour. I know. I know. He's still on his own <laughs> standard time. <laughs> There was someone once asked an, an Indian about daylight savings time, and the Indian said, "Yes, daylight, daylight savings time is like cutting off the top of the blanket and sewing it on the bottom." <laughs> there you go. And he's absolutely right. People say, "Oh, we have longer days." No, we don't. Every no, we don't. Of hours, we have crooked clocks. Exactly. Exactly. You just shift the hour thinking it's later than it is or mm-hmm. earlier. Oh, we have, I mean, we have more daylight. No, you don't. You just get up at different hours. Well, you know, I, I was, ex- you know, back Indiana for many years didn't change its time. It was like Arizona. Uh-huh. But there were counties near Louisville and near Cincinnati that changed their clocks. Stay oh, with metropolitan area. So you had, you had a corner what? of Indiana. You had a corner of Indiana that stayed on standard time, and other corners that went to savings time. And when you were close enough to another state, you were in another time zone. It was terrible. I, I remember um, my brother-in-law talking about trying to schedule meetings when he was exactly. in Indiana. He said, it's just impossible, just impossible. How many hours away are you? <laughs> well, the local people, the local, the local people who live near areas that changed their clocks with mm-hmm. uh, daylight savings time, their county, they call that, they were on fast time, and they called the rest of the state that kept their clocks on standard time, they said that was slow time. Okay. Because you know, so not only fast, not only were you in step and out of step, depending on which part of Indiana you were in, you had to learn a new language. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. But, you, know, you know, I I, I, don't, I don't know if other places ever had to do that or not, but that's yeah. what that's what local people used to say. You'd read a, like a an auction ad, or you'd read an ad, you know, during March. Well, actually, it was April at that point, or October, yeah. you know, with the time changes. And it would yeah. say, you know, well, this will be on, this auction will be on fast time, this meeting will be on slow time, or whatever. <laughs> so that meant a lot to visitors to your state. <laughs> or as I like to say, Indiana is a land that time forgot. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. 
Is Indiana High School basketball still a big deal like it was in 50, 60 years ago like the movie Hoosier, Dan, or is it, is it a it, little different uh, now? Yeah, high school basketball is really popular still. And yeah. Of course, college basketball is really popular with, yeah. the, you know, the Indiana Hoosiers, you know, and, and Purdue and no, no, uh, yeah. you know, those, those teams are all really popular still and then you've got you know of course the Louisville and Kentucky teams mm-hmm. you've got the Cincinnati Bearcats you've got the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers you know that they're, they're you know they, it's March Madness coming so, up here Louisville lost uh, their basketball game against Duke uh, hopefully they will be in the uh, in the uh, March Madness tourney so, uh, Kentucky won I believe today so the high school, though the high schools in Indiana, would they be all well attended, or would they just be during tournament time? Would would the local small towns in Indiana play it big? Would they? How how would the atmosphere in small town Indiana? Yeah, it, it it's still a big draw, you know, especially you know, like on Friday nights when they're playing basketball. You know, uh, there are different divisions now. They've uh, kind of. Uh, Changed, you know, and had, you know the bigger schools play the each other, and you know the smaller schools play, you know, in different divisions. But uh, yeah, it's still quite popular. Of course, these high school stars go on to colleges, and you know, become quite popular. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, we don't really have too many pro sports here, but college sports really rule the day. No doubt about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah we don't have the Lakers, or we don't have, you know, uh, you know, the Utah Jazz or whatever, you know. Uh, you thought you were going to just kind of sneak this stuff in and I wouldn't notice, right? Well, I was, ho- I was hoping you are going to jump up and down. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> And why? And why can you jump up and down? What's wrong with you? Oh, I can't. I can't. I mean, I fall up the stairs. I fall down the stairs. <laughs> no. Well, that sounds like you're pretty athletic. If yeah, falling up. Yeah, she's doing weeble. She's doing weeble wobble things now during the stairwell or so. Or, or something. Yeah. I talked with my doctor this week, and he said, "Okay," <laughs> and I really want to brace and get my my leg working. And he said, sure, you'll have one just like I do. <laughs> he said, you do. I mean, doctors are not supposed to be sick. They're not supposed to get hurt. They're not supposed to do a lot of things, and he does them all. Sound like, what happens. Sound like yeah. a doctor that's part of the human race. What can I say, huh? I know. So I know, and he's got a you, great sense of humor, too. Are you still using a walker to get around? or? or uh, yeah, I am. Are you really? Mm. Yeah, are you are you Disney? Or are you? But we gotta we no, got we I, we gotta make him some good news though. What? Oh really? Yeah. About a week ago, she woke up with not feeling any pain. Yeah. So that, we gotta say I made up for that today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, not, I really I have a, a string of days that are not hurting. Um, so you know, in between, I get stuff, but not a lot. Yeah. So anyway, that's me. So it's mostly my right side, and it will not support me. And um, so, you know, if I if I tip, 
even in a wrong direction, I'm down on the floor. So, yes, I'm pattering around with my little toy here and doing very well. I just, now, do, just very do you have a, to get up and down. Hmm? Do you have one of these walkers that has, like, handbrakes on it? and? Yes, and a seat, uh-huh. Yeah. I okay. do, and it is well, that's good. wonderful. My my dad my dad has one, and we call it the buggy. The that, oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's what we call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it supports it back, you know. So, um, if he's on a bad day and he can't walk very far, he can just grab that, and then it, walking's not an issue, you know. If 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 mm-hmm. if his back is out of kilt. So. Now your little buggy. Can you turn around and sit down on it? Yes. Yes, okay. I can. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's got un, under the seat. It's got room to put stuff like my purse or a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, like know, a little basket going underneath. Room to room. <laughs> I've got places to put stuff. So. You know, it, we could probably rig a Briggs and, a Briggs and Stratton motor to that and really get you uh, motorized there. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about getting down the stairs. Which yeah. is okay. I'm doing that okay now, you know, just one step at a time, one leg at a time. Mm-hmm. But I can't go down with my walker. I haven't figured out a way to get, you know, the the smaller one, the aluminum one, which is very light. I have not figured out a way to get me down and it down in the same trip. I have an idea. Oh, oh. hang on to your hat. I'm hanging on to my leg. <laughs> 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 yes? I have yes. a, I have a very simple solution. It's been, and and I think I should get credit for it because it's, it's it's a genius idea. Okay. Just buy. It's a, not going to hurt, is it? No. Okay. Buy a second one. Just have it in the car. So you keep one up I there. Use it. And then you have the other one in the car. Well, that's really dandy. But I have to get back and forth. So if I have one in the car. And I use it to get upstairs. Then I have two of them upstairs. Then buy downstairs. Then buy three. That way, that way, one portable up and down the stairs, and you got one upstairs, one in the car. What? I have a, I have a question. <laughs> I, I have a question. Yeah. Yes, yeah. What? Uh, any chance of you moving to a uh, first floor apartment? Yeah, well, they usually have something available, but because I have been here so long, and when my rent goes up, everybody else's rent goes up, mine is not as high as theirs. And when people come in from the outside, it's easily $300 or more uh, than what I'm paying right now. The other thing, (laughs) I'm not arguing, it certainly would be a, a better thing. You know, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't an issue when I first moved in, but um, the second thing is getting all my stuff from here down to another apartment, and the third thing is they will charge me a minimum of six hundred dollars for changing apartments. Oh, really? So, yeah, it's you know, it's 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 a reasonable suggestion, and I wish I could do it, but I can't. I just hmm. cannot, unless somebody adopts me, in which case I won't need an apartment, right, Walden? That's true. Um, okay. You know, we, we just talked to the English butler, and it was his next door, 
His next door uh, clientele have a what was that? 60,000 square feet house and a 30,000 square feet garage. So, 10,000 square feet could take care of Patricia's need pretty handily. I would think oh, so. My goodness, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. That would be two-thirds yeah. more than I have now. Yeah. 10,000 square right. feet. No, 1,000. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would give you 10. 10,000 would be fine. I would give you I would give you 10,000 square feet. I don't know what I would do with it. What would I do with it? You would have the biggest private library in the country, practically. This is true. You know, she she, she could take she could take all the boxes that you sent her over the years yeah. and probably build a fairly uh, good size uh, castle out in the it's backyard. Very true. You know, up by the duck pond. You know, you know, if if Dave can make a build an egg in the backyard, we can come up <laughs> with something true. for Patricia. That's true. I don't want to have a fence to tear down. <laughs> And I don't, so I don't even want a fence put up, so I could have as many eggs as I want. Do we yeah. get, do we, or would it be easier to buy Patricia an 18-wheeler? That way, when she's not driving, she'll have some room to sweep in the, ba- in the back. What do you think? Sure. Well, I'm, I'm still, Walden is trying to make suggestions on how to get me moving and not have to stop anywhere, uh, which is hard to do when you need a tank of gas, but... Um, we, yeah. we could probably chip. We could probably chip in and get enough uh, money to uh, buy our van down by the river. Yeah, but see, I think an eighteen wheel would be very nice for Patricia. That way, she can make a living, you know, hauling car load. And when she doesn't want to do that, she can use the the back end at, for an office or a sweeping corner. I don't know. I yeah, think she ought to. And then we have we discussed bathrooms. Tell, tell people what you suggested for a bathroom. You did so many. Oh. Do you remember the worst? You <laughs> <laughs> mean the portable, the portable one in the, you mean you're talking the one I could get the wick going to Alabama? Yes. Well, it's a brilliant idea, right? I mean, you would, you didn't want to get out of the car. It, it was so unusual. Yes. A, a bottle, a bottle, you know. Oh no, not that one. <laughs> oh, you mean the port? Mean the the sh- the one the one you can sit on and drive at the same time? No. That was a great one of mine. I'm glad you're admitting it. Well, they are. They're brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, making it clear that this was your idea, not mine. Wait a minute. Aren't we a team? Yes, we are. Don't we say we so around? And we're a team because we do different things. Don't we? And no, no. your skills complement me, and my skills complement you, and we get along <laughs> fine, and occasionally a crossover happens, and some of them shouldn't. So. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I thought I, we I, could, I tell you what, I'm yeah. going to... Uh, I'm going to hang up here because we're only 30 minutes till it's uh, 3 o'clock East Coast All time. Right. Okay. Daniel, get some sweet pal. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, You're not going to hang up until this thing gets finished. I know that. Do what now? I said you're not going to go to sleep until this discussion is finished. You can listen to oh, it, ha- and we will put you to sleep. I'm hanging on every word here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
but by the time you by the time you give Walden his uh, questions, it'll be three a.m. Eastern. That's that true. By the way, time for Patricia to go to sleep. That's true. By the way, Dan, are you working tomorrow? Uh yes. Poor thing. Okay. I'm working two days of my vacation uh, for a uh, coworker, so he can take off. You're a good soul. You're a good soul. You are. Well, he wanted time off, so I'm working for him. All right, yeah, we're, we're we're getting back in the swing of things here. Well, get some sleep because you probably got to get up at the crack at dawn. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. right. I might look out and see a big egg out that's or true. something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye, Dan. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. So you have an idea for a portable potty for Patricia. Hey, that rhyme, portable potty for Patricia. Give us a call at someone. I don't get a giggle. Seven one four. Alliteration. I thought it was brilliant. Seven one four five four five. Yeah, I think okay. I'm I'm being brilliant. Well, the brilliant one. Yeah. Our suggestion that you came up with is to try. A porta potty. Yes. A porta potty on the back of the car. And you thought that was standing. I did. And I and don't I think. Thought, well, I'm still going to have to pull off and get out of the car <laughs> and get in there and. You should show ticket. Whatever I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hope that a cop doesn't come at the same time. That was, that was creative. I heard this week something really awful. About portable porta porta potties. What? I guess it notoriously happens at the music festival. The oh gee. The yeah. big out, and they have the porta potties. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's very. I guess it's been known to be common that among guys, girls would never do this. <laughs> <laughs> That okay. you will wait till your friend gets in one of these things and tip and then tip him over. And I guess one guy said he he was aware of the time when they tipped it. They tipped it and they would the door the the open door was on the ground, so no there was no way you could get oh. out. Oh, oh my! Yeah. You're right. Girls wouldn't do. The that. Girls wouldn't do that. They they would they would be on the sideline watching you guys and going ew <laughs> ew oh ew. that's what we would be doing. That's true. Well, that's what I would be doing. That's I can't true. speak for others. Well, you aren't you the voice of reason for the female race? No, I'm just a voice of reason. I that's see. Female race. <laughs> <laughs> How about the female gender? <laughs> Female race. You are hot tonight, kids. Oh, my goodness. 714-545-2071. Talk to Patricia. That's her number on Saturday night. 714-545-2071. Don't forget. Turn your clock. It's happening in a city near you. That's right. Okay, you asked me something last week, and I didn't know the answer. You asked me if Harriet Tubman had a postage stamp. Yes. And by golly, yes, she did in 1978. It was a first-class 13-cent stamp. 
So, I did do my homework. I went out and looked. All right, for Patricia. Yes. Now, I have, we went through this one night easily five years ago. So, I will be happy if you remember one. It's a Snoopy question. Okay. He had brothers and sisters. In okay. fact, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. He had seven brothers and sisters. All right. And you remember the name of one, just one. Spike. Very good. Hello, oh. hello, Carl. Hello, Carl. You're on the air. Can you name the other six siblings of Snoopy? No, I can't. Never listen to the show. He, he, well, you know. What can I say, Fred? What can, what can I, I say? say? You know. In the comics? Mayfred didn't no. read. Mayfred didn't read the comics. No, I didn't. Gee, Fred. Really, Fred? I cannot believe that. Well, I read Peanuts, and I read, uh, you know, the more well, a few others, but not too many. All right. So, did you ever read? That's a good trivia question for both of you. Is my echo coming through on your end? I'm getting, I'm getting an echo on my end. Nope, not a thing, Fred. You, you, okay. you. You're coming through fine. Yeah. We've had echoes tonight and kind of garbling and all sorts of sounds. So you're elected for the moment. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm getting it on my end, but it's just my voice, so I can put up with it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you, you've been together for such a long time. <laughs> Oh, well. Okay. How you doing? Oh, good. Uh, freezing, but good. Oh, well, first, good first of all, we haven't talked uh, about... Well, actually, we're, we're, we're getting on the plus. We're two above right now, so we're doing... Two above? Yeah. We're good chance today was... Two above. Fifteen <laughs> below. You know, spring, spring's only a week away or so. Well, now, now they're saying we're going to get another, we're going to get a foot of snow next week. Yeah, you, you've already had your spring. You're back into autumn and winter. You skipped summer. Yeah. I know, it's horrible. You through it already. Oh, dear. Here I thought we were coming out the other end, and I'm coming home from watching some basketball games today, and at the radio comes out, I said, yeah, Wednesday or Tuesday into Wednesday into Thursday, they're looking at, like, a foot, maybe, maybe 18 inches. So you, you, you told me I should be sad if I have my 80 degrees weather next week, huh? Uh, uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, just so, I'm just so ready for spring. And, uh, yeah. You know, especially, especially the January we had. I mean, it was one day, it was like three weeks ago, it was almost 60 degrees. It was, mm -hmm. 65 yeah. one day. The thing I wanted to find out, Fred, how's your leg? How's that? We we didn't find, get an update last week. How are you moving? The last I'm better. Month? That's good. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but I uh, I walked, uh last week. I walked in and out of work without using my chair. All right, Fred. Whoa. Yeah. Good on you. By the way, I I have to interrupt here. Important. This is Fred from Vermont we're talking with. Okay, you can go back now. Wait a minute. There's <laughs> only one... There's only <laughs> one right, that was very important. There's only one Fred from Vermont in our family, and everybody should know who Fred <laughs> is. Okay. Well, everybody knows who Fred is who listens regularly. That's true. We do get new listeners. That's true. 
and stuff like that there. Fred is our character in the family. Back to yes, Fred. <laughs> I try, I try. I'm the only one I have to say, Fred, Fred. <laughs> and one answer you gave me one night was, oh, it's late. <laughs> the kids aren't up. Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> oh, jeez. You are such a hoot. Okay, so you've got all of this terrible weather. You have done so well with that fracture. I mean, that yes, was a good idea. I'm hoping next week we can start working on stairs a little bit. Great. If I can get up and down stairs, uh, I might just uh, stop using the chair altogether. Well, not altogether. I, I, always, I used it before anyway. Mm-hmm. But if I can get back to where I was, that would be great. Um, and it, we had to so dance like weeks ago. That killed me because I couldn't dance. I love dancing. I didn't know you did that. Oh yeah, we. I, I love to dance. Um, and we had, we had an eighties dance for a beautiful, like a fundraiser. Uh-huh. I was sitting there listening to this music, and everybody else is up having a good time, and I'm just wanting oh. to go. Can't do it. Oh, <laughs> I am so sorry. I did not realize that that was part of your repertoire. Oh yeah. Got, yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, and you missed that. Well, let's get back there. When is What's the that? Next dance? What's that? When is the next dance? You'll get back there. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They, 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 they come all over the place. Like, the Legion has them every now and then. Uh, you know, I mean, I could go any Friday night into Rutland and do it. Usually, I don't usually do that, though. So that's yeah. really the younger crowd. Um, but, like, I'll do uh, any band that does, like, 60s, 70s, 80s music. So usually, there's usually four or five a year mm-hmm. around, like fundraisers and stuff. Um, and I dance. I used to I, before I broke my ankle. Mm-hmm. That was my exercise. I dance every morning in my bedroom. Ah. Oh. oh yeah, crank oh, a list of playlist. Crank it more than one front. Yeah. One of my little. My, that's my aerobic. That's how I get my aerobic workout. So what was the, what was the best music of that period? For you to do your routine on, did you have a favorite song book? Well, there's certain songs like, uh, oh God, let me think. Um, I love rock and roll. I love to dance to that song. I love. Uh, what about this? Uh, would you skip disco then? Are you a disco dancer? Uh, no, no, I, hate disco. I didn't think yeah. so. Yeah, no, I didn't. No disco. I, I didn't. I didn't uh, think that was in your repertoire. You're a traditionalist. Yes. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm very eclectic when it comes to music. There's uh-huh. very little music I don't like, but I can never get into disco, and I can never get into rap. Oh, gosh, no. Yeah. And hip-hop. Right. No hip-hop. No, 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 no. That's not real music. I don't think it is either. It's amazing to me how long that genre of music have lasted, the hip-hop slash rap. Mm-hmm. Genres have lasted, I don't know, almost twenty some odd years now. I mean, it's it's amazing. Wow, you know, it's true. It's just amazing. Look at rock. Rock's lasted forever. I mean, I'm 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 working with kids who still like music that I listened to when I was their age. So what? And, and I remember when I was my age. I, I mean, I, I appreciate my mother's music now. Right. But when I was 15 years old, 
I was not into Doris Day. Right. It, just, it just wasn't my thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, but like I said, I, there's kids that are listening to Van Halen, okay. Nick, the Beatles, um, all that kind of stuff. And the Rolling Stones, all that. I think a lot of that's because a lot of these kids are still around. The one form or another, they may not have the original members, but... Yeah. Well, think of the the Rolling Stones been still touring after, what, 50 years or something, so... I know. This generation, the younger generation are are aware of the lead people. Who they are, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's amazing. I I, I remember one time, I I don't forget when it it hit me, It it was like, oh, I don't know, 15 years ago, I was... Um, coming back from a basketball game on, on the bus, mm-hmm. and they had all this great songs on, and it was never it never stopped. There was no DJ, there was no radio guy that came on or anything. So when I was getting off the bus, I was always the last guy off. I asked the bus driver what the radio station was, because that's how I found the new station. He goes, "Oh, that was one of the kids' iPod." Huh. Oh, oh my! my. <laughs> like, yeah, he goes, "That was one of the kids' iPods." It was all my music. I was like, wow, that's really cool. So how do you handle the locker room? Do you let kids play any music in the locker room during halftime or the warm-up or anything? Uh, they do warm-up stuff. Okay. like um, well, that, That's the level I do now with the little kids. But we do JV Varsity. The Varsity team would have like a warm-up tape. Uh-huh. And they would come out to it. And one year I did eighth grade, and they did the the same thing. They wanted a little warm up tape, mm-hmm. uh, but there was music I didn't like. That was like rap and mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, I had to listen to it to make sure it was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and it was, but it was just. But yeah, they we used to do some practices too. Like I had a, a varsity coach, and I did it as a JV coach one year. Um, same year. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Where if kids, it was kind of like a reward thing. We would do uh, practice to music. And the kids loved it. Where they'd go through drills and stuff, and we'd have music playing mm-hmm. in the game uh-huh. system. Like, kind of like warm ups. I, I am did. puzzled about kids appreciating that generations of music that is uh, can you imagine the kid walking around in the 1960s with the beatles and wanting to go back to the 1950s with stuff oh i know <laughs> I mean, the kind of stuff I, well, parents and grandparents listen to they would never go back there but it's interesting that was the same way and matter of fact i didn't even go back well i appreciated some of the 60s when i was in, in high school mm-hmm. but most of that I didn't even appreciate until I got into college. It's interesting. You no, know, I it, didn't even make that jump in high school. It's, Ten years. It's interesting <laughs> to talk to a lot of the music experts, historian, until about the mid fifties, the the separation of the generation and their taste mm-hmm. of music was not as severe. It was it was more cross generational up till nineteen fifty. Once the, once Elvis came on the scene then that really started to create the different mm-hmm. generation yeah. blocks. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I said, my, my mom was pre-Elvis, although she was she was probably, she just missed Elvis. She would have been, 
in her 20s when Elvis broke out. Uh-huh. Um, but her music, you know, she was like into uh, the, old, the old stuff, you know, right. I mean, like the 30s and 40s. Right. Uh, music and big band music. Right. And Doris Day, Frank Sinatra. Right. Uh, Bing Crosby, all those guys. And, and and now I love listening to. I mean, I love Frank Sinatra now. But when I, when I was 15 years old, that was no. I'm still. I I'm, think. You know, I've just been. I was thinking of last weekend. There are still radio shows that devoted all music to Sinatra for two hours. It, two hours on a week, like a weekend special. And, you know, Sinatra's been gone for almost 20 years now, and there's still programs on the air that's, you know, nothing but Sinatra. And I, yeah. I think that's amazing to think that <coughs> his legacy is living that way. Um, well, it's a, it is. It was amazing. Really it's amazing. Well. well, think of serious radio. I mean, we got, I know we got an Elvis, so I knew we have an Elvis channel and a Sinatra channel, and I think there are a few other Bands out there that almost have their own twenty-four hour channels, yep. you know. Yeah. Of course, now with iPods and stuff too. I mean, you can basically create your own radio station. Um, I think I think there's an art that that's dying. With you guys being an old-time radio, I hate to say it, but I think I told you this story before about my college radio station. Um, what? What? Basically not? dead. I mean, it's still it's still a station. Yeah. But when I when I was in college, it was it was a big thing. Yeah. You know, it was all run by students. Uh, it went twenty four seven. All student DJs. They all had their own shows. And it was it was hard to get a show, and it was a big thing to get a show. What you basically did was there was a requirement you had to do a semester of news, and you had to submit a audition tape, you know, like a, like a like a sample show of what you would do, and you submitted that to the board, which was all students, usually juniors and seniors, and when somebody left the air for whatever reason, through graduation, they got kicked off the air, they quit, or whatever, they would go through those tapes, and they would pick somebody to, to offer the slot to. We, and, and a lot of people that we put in audition tapes never got a show. I never got a show. I tried a lot. I, I did a lot of news and stuff, but I never got on the air as far as a radio show goes. So what kind of show would, would you were you picking? What kind of format? Did I wanted that... to do like, do, I like, like 60s rock. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of like stuff that you need to hear on the radio. Like, uh-huh. uh, like a lot of off-the-wall stuff. That, like, like, like stuff by the Doors and Beatles and Stones and all the big groups, but... Not their big songs necessarily. Sure, sure. So that kind of thing. Um, and that just kind of that kind of music I was just opening up to for the first time. And I tried to, and, and I thought it was all right, but I never got a show. I got I got a news director my junior year, and I did a lot of sports stuff. I had a weekly sports talk show, which I loved. Um, that was I was told I was told by my news director that I had a great news voice at the time. My voice has changed quite a bit, but uh, anyway, now I went back to the 25th year reunion, and there's like three student DJs now. The rest is all, it's all automated. Nobody wants, nobody's interested in doing a show. So maybe this is the time for you to pick a show. You might get on the air now, 
Well, I could if I wanted to, but <laughs> it's two and a half hours away. Um, I don't know if I could do it from here. That'd be interesting if I could do it from my house, I'd do it. Yeah, do it from your house and drop box it over or, or do it live from your house. Yeah, maybe that's possible. That might yeah. be possible yeah. if I could like, somehow do it that way. Because they're, they're offering it for, uh, they put on the Air for alumni to come do shows. And what was really cool, they had a show on two years ago. Uh, where a guy who was on the air when I was in college did a show with his daughter who was on the air. Oh, my. Oh, she, she graduated like five years ago. Uh-huh. So she had her own show, and he had his own show where there were students, and then they came, both came back as alumni and did a show together. Nice concept. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah. they would bounce back and forth between each other's eras of music. Hmm. Um, Fred, where? you were doing... If you were doing a show on radio, as you know the students did when you were in college, what would you concentrate on? Uh, like I said, probably sixties music. Still sixties um, music. And it's if, rock. If it were, like if it were not associated or targeted at students, who would you want to be listening to you? Oh, we'll see. I didn't care. Um, I, I, I basically wanted to play stuff that I liked. So if you liked it, you would listen, you know. Um, if you didn't, you wouldn't. <laughs> so I, I, and I, that was kind of, maybe that was my problem, where I didn't have a target yeah. in mind. Um, but they never said that. And, you know, they just never offered me a slot. And, and, I, and I did like three different audition tapes, too. I, yeah, I get paranoid after we don't get offered a slot with one, so you do another one. Um, I, and I actually, I take that back. I was offered a slot. Uh, it was my junior, senior year, senior year, but it was during my student teaching time. I couldn't, I, so I had to turn it down. But uh, I, one of my, two of my best friends were on the air. One guy took a two a.m. and four a.m. slot because it was the only one he could get. But the sad, when I went back, it was so, like I said, it was so sad because nobody wanted to do anything. The students were not interested. It was. You think radio, uh, the last was a dying couple, thing. Yeah, radio, the last couple of generation. Well, is it because now the format different? We now have iPods, and we got. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And, I think it's, you know, when we were doing it. It was. It wasn't a very really big station to begin with. It was only like a little ten watt station when I just got there. We we upped it a little bit, so we had a bigger bigger range. But it was always a small wattage station. So it was the idea was your students were listening to you, your, your friends, the student body. Mm-hmm. And it was and it was it was a pretty popular station on campus. Um, but probably now nobody listens to radio, including the college station, because, like I said, they all get their own, their own iPod. You know, you listen to what you want to listen to. <laughs> that would be my guess. That's why I was amazed when I read this article yesterday, and I put it on Facebook, about these two kids who just turned 20 bought and running their own radio station in Upper New York, an FM station, and playing easy listening, I thought. That's an interesting concept that two kids in their twenties who shoot that format, and yeah. you know, and then the it, it fits the film, 
the music festival that they host in Upper New York and things like that. And I thought that's an interesting story there. The 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 things of that they they had that kind I of. Think interest. I think it's cool too. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there's always going to be a place for like like talk radio, mm-hmm. and, and maybe even old time radio have a come back because if music is not going to take up the airways anymore. <laughs> Especially if the music royalties keep going up and up and up and it's just too expensive for radio stations to be this jockey or the music and that whole format disappears. Yeah. Yeah, it, maybe it would because they're going to need something to fill in that spot. I mean... Exactly. You know. Um, what, what I used to have fun doing, I wish I still... I wish I could find this tape. As a matter of fact, this might have been a fun show to do. I didn't even think of it until now, <laughs> 30 years late. Uh, we had sound effect records. And it was for, like, doing, um, I mean, I mean, for doing anything. They had, like, anything from tire screeching to machine gun bullets to rain falling. To, mm-hmm. so you could basically create your own radio shows, complete with sound effects. And we used to go with that, the, the, the studio the recording studio. There was like two different studios. Uh, the recording studio is where they used to do the news out of. Mm-hmm. And we'd go over there late at night and just mess around with members of the station and just come up with these really cool, like, basically radio shows. We'd make them up on the fly with sound effects and stuff. You remember in the early 70s, there was one sound effect record that was in Kmart, and I think most of us kids bought it during the holiday season. You know what I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. No. The Halloween record. Remember, there, there would be the ghost sound and all okay. the wind and rain. Put out by KTEL, right? Yep. Remember KTEL? I think I remember KTEL. <laughs> and that, that seemed to be the most... That was one of the ones I remember when you were describing records, and I just had a flashback to that. Yeah, they had a... What was really cool about, about this station was the record room. It, I mean, I was in heaven when I was in there. Uh, they had, I don't know, 5,000 5, albums. Five, ten thousand. 10,000, I don't know. I don't know how many. They had a ton. And they were all A through Z. And that's the first thing I asked them. It's all digital now. And I asked what happened to all the albums. And he said, we basically threw most of them away. Mm. It's like, that is a shame. Mm. I wish I'd known. Yeah, you know, I think I'd grab some. Sure, sure. I mean, I still, we still sell record players today. In fact, I heard vinyl's coming back. But, it, you know, it's never left the jazz field. There's always a diehard um, field in jazz that always loved LPs. But what's been the big renaissance is the records. Especially new bands like the concept of issuing something on LPs on vinyl, and, you know, it won't ever be the big market like it was, but still, there's, there's definitely a, a love affair of having vinyl. I, I, I still think they're really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's something we said for it. I know a friend of mine, and he's got a major record collection, and he put it, and he's, I mean, he's got it to the point where every time he took, took these albums out to play them, he would clean them. He had like wow. some kind of cleaner that he would yeah. run over the album. Mm-hmm. Um, 
put it back, and every I don't know. He's a, he's a, had a major record collection. And he's put he has since he still got it, but he put it all on on computer too. Um, in case you know, whatever happened, but but that's where I had my iPod music was from his stuff. You remember the first LP you ever bought, Fred? Remember your fresh album, Patricia, that you ever bought? I didn't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to the radio. No, I never bought an album. Interesting. Isn't that weird? No, it isn't weird. Did I ever tell you the story about the, the Elvis album I bought over the radio? No. Over the TV set? No. Uh, I, I don't think you did. No, did I? Tell it. No. Tell it the story. Yeah, you might have heard it before. I don't know. It was a. I'm surprised I never told you some Christmas story about this. But <laughs> I, uh, I was a kid, maybe 14 or 15. My dad kept telling me I used to order stuff off TV, and my parents would get really upset because they would end up paying for it, <laughs> um, or I would pay for it, but they didn't like it because they thought it was a ripoff. And one time I ordered an Elvis album. This was after he died, recently after he died. Mm. And they had a... It was supposed to come with this, this archer, this little, this little print of his of him. You know, like a little uh, pen, pen and ink sketch copy type thing. Uh-huh. Plus the album. And it was like, I don't know, 1995 or whatever. And I don't know if my parents did this to teach me a lesson. Or if it actually was came like this, but on Christmas Day, the, the last gift they gave me was two Fred from Fred, and I'm like, what the heck? Open it up, and it's that album. And I open up the album, and there's no album. There's just this little picture. <gasps> oh yeah. Oh. Out twenty bucks for this. Oh, I was upset. <laughs> and I, to this day, right up to the day they died, my parents swore to God that they didn't do anything. They just wrapped it and gave it to me as a lesson. And I'm thinking they took the album out of it. 
Well, maybe not, because they stopped, uh, uh, I just stopped my payment on it or something. I can't remember exactly what happened. Um, but, yeah, I'll never forget that. Good lesson. It worked. It, it, was, it was a cheap lesson. It, yes, it was. <laughs> it, it was very effective. I don't think I've ever ordered anything off TV sets. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, something to announce. What's that? My nightmare has started, and so has yours. Woohoo! Uh, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. That was quick. The quickest hour I ever spent. Oh. So you guys are gonna sing a song to order to three in the morning? Oh, I can't. I hate. I don't like this. I, mean, I like it because it gets dark at later. I guess, mm-hmm. but I don't like losing an hour of sleep. This one, you're. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was quick. I'm, I'm so confused. I just hate the clock changes. How does it affect you? Any change, like forward it. or backward? Either way, I don't like it. Well, I don't mind the backwards too much. Like I said, you get an extra hour, but I don't. I don't see the point in it. I never understood the point in it. I mean, I, I guess it's to save electricity, right? That's the idea? Or something like that. I don't know. When did we actually I, start moving the clock? Was that the thing in 1917? Or was that later? When did we actually do this standard and daylight shifting? That's a good question. Want me to find the answer for you right now? Yes. I'm right online right now. Let me, let me go to ask.com. If you do that for it, that'd be fun. Because I don't know. I don't. I, I'm, I'm trying to recall if we ever just figured that out when did we make that shift. I think, I, I remember ever since I've been around. Yeah. So, it's been a while. What is weird, though, is, I mean, you guys have brought this up one night, how there's some states that certain areas don't do it, certain areas do it, and... I, t- like, I you, tell you, you, you wouldn't different it, time zones within the same state. Wouldn't it be confusing... Wouldn't it be confusing, confusing living in Indiana? When you got part of the state that don't move and other parts that do, I mean, that would be a real, yeah. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's crazy. I didn't, know it was, I didn't remember it was Indiana, but I remember you saying that there were some states that did that. When did daylight savings start? Mm. Daylight mm. savings time start. There I we go. Help me with this, Fred. I know Arizona and Hawaii stay on standard time. They do not change their clocks ever. I think the third one is Alaska. Does that sound correct? That or should I go could ahead? be. I don't know. Find huh. that mm-hmm. out. So. I'll be right back. Daylight savings time. Overwhelming tonight. History mm-hmm. of the current schedule was introduced in 2007, but that's not that's not where we began. No, we, yeah, we're trying. Mm-hmm. We gotta figure out when did this whole mess start. Daylight saving time to be on March 31st, 1918. Okay. Uh, March 31st, 1918, Patricia would have loved loved to live that time frame. (laughs) Here we go. There's things you may not know about daylight savings time. Okay. They had outhouses then. (laughs) It's daylight saving time, not savings. Ah. Okay. That's true. I know that. I didn't know that. 
though in favor of maximum daylight waking hours, Benjamin Franklin did not originate the idea of moving clocks forward. I knew that. He wasn't around in 1918. He did everything else. <laughs> he did everything else, practically. I'm surprised we didn't give him credit for that. Okay. Do you know who's at it? you know who can blame this whole mess on? Who? Englishman William Roulette. All right, he can, Patricia's going to write him a letter. Might be a well, little, might be a little late, but know. she'll write him a letter. <laughs> what? Germany was the first country to use it. England, okay. Oh, it was not intended to benefit farmers. I never thought it was. Yeah, it says, uh, contrary to popular belief, American farmers did not lobby for daylight savings time to have more time to work. Oh, no, no, they didn't. <laughs> Oh, that was oh no, they didn't. Uh, it was implemented as a wartime measure. That's correct. Okay. And that's that. The British went on double daylight savings time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, for, for a lot of time, it was uh, not everyone in the United States springs forward and falls back. Hawaii and Arizona, with the exception of the state's Navajo Nation, do not observe savings time. In the U.S. territories of America, Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, and the Northern Marina Islands also remain on standard time year-round. Some Amish communities also choose not to participate. Smart people. So there's nothing about Alaska. Just Hawaii and Arizona. Yeah, I, I just saw that. I pulled up some states here. Okay. Indiana, Michigan, after the statute. You know, I, I just got thinking, you know, in Arizona's been sort of an independent state all by themselves all these years. You know, they just sort yeah. of do their own thing. Sassy. Yeah. Sassy. They want to be leaders. Mm -hmm. Okay, in 1967, the Michigan legislature adopted a statute that went into effect in 67, exempting the state from the observance of daylight savings time. But it didn't work. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> oh, dear. I would anyway, love for okay. lots to do that. Maybe that's my next grassroots campaign. Get rid of daylight savings. You can do it, friend. You can do it. I think I could. You could do it. How are, uh, how are you preventing with your, what were you changing? What did you get changed? You went to the principal. I got the curriculum changed for the state of Vermont to include civics again. That's, that's right. So yes. what is your next attack on that? I think I'm going I'm to head, head over to New York and find out what's going on over there. Uh, see if it's required. Cause I think it's not required in most states anymore. Um, I think it's crazy. I think it's absolutely insane. And the logic being that it's taught as part of his, which is not, it's not a, it, it needs its own course. Um, yeah. You know, it's amazing to me how many people, and I find, I'm finding this out now because of what's going on with, with national politics and the president and stuff, people arguing about the Constitution. Mm -hmm. How many people just don't understand what's in the, really don't flat out understand what's in the Constitution? 
Here's a good know, thing. How many people we know, and I, I've done it, and I bet both of you have done it, how many people have ever read the Constitution from front to beginning to the end? I bet that's, that's, an interesting oh, I bet that's a very... I bet the percentage of the U.S. pop it's got to be under 1% who's ever done that. Right. Uh, and I bet, uh, well, I, thought, I don't even know if I've read it word for word. Mm. You know, I, I probably did in high school. I did it uh, once. I, I, mem- to. I remember reading it once from beginning to end, you know. Well, I have definitely gone over it and over it just to see, you know, like what certain amendments were. I'll be mm-hmm. reading something and they'll talk about the amendment and I'll look it up. Um, so I got a pretty good working knowledge of what all the amendments are, and what the, or what the actual Constitution says as far as basic rights go. Um, you know, and, and the big ones, you know, like uh, the freedom of speech and the, um, like just like the whole right to bear arms yeah. thing. That is so misinterpreted; it's not even funny. Okay, here's a a trivia question to my panel (laughs) of two. Am am I the P on the panel? Yes, you are the P. Okay. All right. We got PF. PF, yeah. Okay. And there are three ways to get an amendment added to the Constitution. Of the three ways, which one's never been done? Executive order. No. That's not a constitutional method. Well, I know that. (laughs) (laughs) But it's written in the Constitution. There's three ways to do it. And there's one that we've never... I don't know. There's one that we... There's one that we've never followed. I'm thinking, does it have something to do with the Supreme Court? Nope. No. Well, it has to be Congress and the Senate, then. Nope. Well, that has been done. Yeah, that's been done. Um, this one, this, this is written in the Constitution, but it's never been done. Wow. Could, could it be done through a popular vote? It, 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 yes, it's a popular vote strategy. So is there a... So it has to be a national ballot of some sort? You got it. You're basically, it's, a, it's a national convention. Oh, okay. And I, it's written in the Constitution. It's written, written is it a basic majority, or is it more than that? It's written in the Constitution that, you know, each one, each state is supposed to be elect representatives and sent to a national Constitution convention. And that's, oh, okay. And we've never, we've never pursued that. That's never Basically, been... Basically, Vermont would... That's probably true. That's true. Or the House. But this would be the direct, a uh, direct way for the population of of each different state to decide mm-hmm. and send a representative to decide at a national convention. And that's never been Ooh. pursued. Ooh. Okay. Well, I have a few suggestions. Would they allow me to submit my ideas? Of course they would, my dear. It doesn't mean they have to accept it. But no. They <laughs> <laughs> do it at any time. There are a lot of things that we do that we probably would get arrested for in a different era. But I've got it. I've got an idea for a constitutional amendment. What? I we should add to the the qualification for presidency. I think you should have to pass a basic civics test. There you go. I mean, if, if you're, I think Congress should have to do it too. If you if you are, if your job is to preserve and protect the Constitution, 
I think you should have a basic working understanding of what the document says. Well, my dad, my dad being a my dad being a diehard vet, he wants anybody who ever served in the mil anybody who's ever in Congress or Senate has to be part has to have served at least a term or two in the military. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I know, I know. He wants every, he wants every, he wants every congressman and senator, any any politician, to go to war. They have to be on the front line. That's his, his that's his first oh premise. And then his second, I said, Dad, do you want us to lose? That was my, <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> and then he he wants everybody. Something about the the Democratic <laughs> <laughs> and, that might fall into unfavor. Yeah, and then the other one because my dad had to do this in in boot camp. Uh, his his platoon soldier, his platoon drill master, mm-hmm. fought in the Battle of the Bulge, and what the problem was, none of those guys were trained to march, and you know that was the time when the German. Surrounded, and all those guys had to basically march to you know, to move, to move. Mm. And I don't even, So what he did, what he did, with my dad, is to have forced twenty-five mile marches. So he wants every congressman and politician <laughs> to. <laughs> I like that one. That one's a good one. Twenty-five miles full pack. Yeah. I got oh I got a battle of the bulge story for you. I, I I've told you before about these. I, I about twenty five thirty years ago, I had an idea. Well, probably more close twenty years ago, I had an idea where I was interviewing Vermont vet. Right. The idea was to write a book that right. I never did. Uh, but I did get half a dozen interviews done. And one of the guys I interviewed, he's still around today. Uh, he was in the battle of the bulge. Wow. And he was telling me. The first day there, or second day there, he was marching with his unit, and it was so dark that you basically had to hold the guys in front of you to, to, to keep with the, with the unit, and he was the last guy in line, and he had slipped and fallen off the trail, Uh-oh. and the guy he was holding on to didn't notice it, and he, and he stopped on a ledge, thank God. And it knocked him out, and he, he fell fell asleep, or you know, passed out. Yeah. And he woke up, and it was still dark. And he heard voices coming, so he, he didn't know what to do. So he stopped and waited, and right above by the ledge, he heard two Germans talking. So he waited until the voices left, got himself pulled himself back up on the trail, and then it still was so dark he had no idea where he was. And he said he just picked the direction and marked. And thank God he came across Americans before he came across Germans. Wow. Uh, but it was just a wow, a fifty-fifty deal. Yeah. Yeah. We was talking about that though. How they hadn't had had any training in, in like marching at night. Yeah, I'm wondering if, if those guys in that position would have had the known passwords. You know, how they used yeah. to do baseball terminologies or movie yeah. star names or whatever to do. The, the sign, counter sign stuff in that kind of situation. Yeah, it's like the uh, old, uh, the true story though, with the whole D Day with the clickers. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I click once, you click twice. Yep. Response. Yep. Um, that, that was all true. That. The only problem was it sounded like 
a German pulling back a, a bolt on his rifle. The same sound. Hmm. So there was some confusion there. Well, I'm trying to think of even the, uh, when we fought the Japanese. Remember, they were good about decoding it and... Then we yes. used the Indian, uh, a, a certain Indian tribe that yes, the Windtalkers. Yeah, we had we had a couple of Navajo um, encryption. I, I guess they did encryption, so I, I don't know what you would call it. Right. The codes, and the Japanese never cracked. It was the only one that they never cracked. Nope, and they they even tried to kidnap the prisoners. What's happening there? Fred, moving your phone. So it was it was based on the Navajo's language, uh-huh. but it was still a code. Right. So even if they could teach them their own language, it, it didn't help them break the code. Uh, yeah, it, it was a uh, a pretty clever thing to do, actually. Um, the movie. You ever see the movie on that? Yeah, it happened. That movie. I haven't seen it yet. But that, but that wasn't too long ago, wasn't it? The uh, Indian talkers so, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. You could probably, I could probably, you could probably get it on YouTube. It probably is. Yeah. Or at least Netflix. It's called It's called Wind Talkers. That's right. And it's very very good. It's uh, basically the the guy. He's a breed, and he's um, gone through hell already, and they yeah. they assign him this job to. Uh, well, basically, they make the, 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 the commander makes it quite clear that he's to protect the code. Uh, the wind talker. So, in other words, his whole job is to go into combat with this guy and protect mm-hmm. him. And if it gets to the point where it looks like uh, he can't protect him, that the guy's going to get captured, he's to shoot him. Is basically what it, it never gets said, but it gets said, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, it was all about protecting that code. Back so. to D Day. Back to D Day. The German thing was that a hand quicker, a quicker thing. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it was a little boy that you would get. Yeah, they're, they're, like, called, uh, they're called crickets. Crickets, like yeah. Yeah. It was just a little cricket. It was like a little clicker. You called it like 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 a. Spanish dancer has those little, uh... I remember those things. Nets or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know a guy, uh, I interviewed a guy who, uh, who missed D-Day, um, by like two months. But he knew a lot about it because he served overseas with guys who were there. And he would talk, he talked about it in his interview. Um, I knew a guy, a guy that was in Italy... It was, it was some fascinating stuff. Yeah, it, there's uh, one guy was talking about how when they would fight the uh, Italians, uh, not Italians, the French, they came across the French, and the French actually fired at them, but didn't fire at them. They fired like over their heads or something. So they would fire back over their heads of the French, and the French would like take off, and they had no guts for fighting Americans. Um, but these were after, uh, uh, the, the, uh, um, people don't realize that some French units actually did fire on Americans after German occupation. Um, 
I, I, you know, I never the, studied. The, the one where the, there was a port, too, where I can't remember where it was. The British basically sailed in, and the French were there, and uh, the French were supposed to. With the Germans, we were supposed to be fighting with the Germans at the time because they'd been occupied. And uh, I don't remember exactly what happened, but yeah. I don't think the French actually ended up firing on the British. I I I have I have not studied VC French too much, but that's you know that's probably a future project of mine to figure out that whole yeah. part of that government. Yeah, some of them were. You know, it is what it was. Yeah. But then you know, at the same time, there was a. A massive underground movement in France, too. Yeah. The whole time, so it was. Uh, it was an interesting. I mean, you know, we haven't. You know, relatively. I mean, I hate to say. I don't want to say relatively peaceful. We're not living in peace. There's a lot of people dying, and I don't want to trivialize that. But when you look at the history of the world, in the last fifty years, you know, like the time I've been around, we haven't seen like any. Massive, massive wars, which is a good thing, I would say. But the, the sad <laughs> thing is, the, the sad thing is, though, the number of wars are still. So as I look at Homo Quote, the thirty different current wars, it just no. doesn't get it just doesn't no. get covered. I know it's crazy. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, I want I want Patricia. To, I want I want. Shouldn't be dying. They're dying with the thousands. It's horrible. True. Um, I, but it's not like. We're leveling cities. Well, I mean, we are. Yeah, I said, take that back. That's not true either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not like leveling entire countries. I mean, you take a look at what Germany was like after yeah. the war. I think we have. I, I think we have Patricia send the function actually at them. What do you think, Fred? There we go. <laughs> there we go. I, 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 I deny my friend Bernard. Yeah, I can do that. You can do it. All right. I just forget the rest of it. <laughs> That's why I got thrown out of French class. No, no, not, not that one. I, I, that was one of the few things that I could do as a result of French classes. But, yeah, um, me too. I, I, I can remember Zermatel, uh, Eva Pell, and, and, and something else. And I can count in French, and that's it. Hmm. That's what I got out of nine weeks. Mm-hmm. I flunked it so bad. We had a thing <laughs> in seventh grade. We had to take four weeks. We had 36 weeks school. We take nine weeks of French, nine weeks, they called it single living, it was basically home economics, nine weeks of gym, and nine weeks of typing. No, woodshop, woodshop, that's what it was. And I, oh, I flunked French bad. Mm. We took it in high school. I think my French and Latin teachers got together during the summer and said, what are we going to do with her? Latin. Oh, you poor girl. They they just put 70 down, which was our passing grade in school at that time. And, um, I mean, I didn't earn them. I'm telling you, I did not earn 70. (laughs) That's (laughs) what they put down. It got me out of their classrooms. Well, the only reason I got to go to college was they offered German. And I took it my senior year. That required my my foreign language requirement. Mm. I took one year of basic German. I think I got a 70 of that. But, yeah, I, I couldn't do French. Oh, and Latin, no, I can't even imagine. You poor girl. I, I, oh, no. I had, to take, I had to take two languages in 
in high school. And that's all they offered were two. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were French and Latin. I mean, who needs Latin? But it was the same. What is, I mean, I can understand French. What is the purpose of Latin? Was it a heavily Catholic school? Yeah, it was. Okay. Okay. okay, give me something. Give me something. Give me something Latin, Patricia. What do you remember from your Latin days? Give me something. Oh, from my last days. Well, not very much. <laughs> I remember how to, how to say Julius Caesar's last name. Okay, do that. It was pronounced Caesare. Ah, okay. Oh. Never knew that. Yeah. Even, <laughs> you know. I mean, I can tell you what a dog and a kitty is in French. All right, tell me. Okay, a kitty is la chat, and the dog is, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you mustard, that is la moutarde. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, what, what do I do? Uh, like I said, I remember my name is, his name is, her name is. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. I don't remember, hey. I'm fine, how are you? Yeah, oh, sure. <laughs> okay, comment allez-vous. Okay, now I remember it, now you say it. Okay. Uh, how are you? Uh-huh. Oh, how are you, right? Yes, how, and comment allez-vous, how are you? Yeah. And the answer to that would be, what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, let me think. Um, say la... Oh. I remember I was a German, but I don't remember in French. I, I don't remember. I don't either. Sometimes the answer, sometimes I am fine, is it, 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 it's just a statement as opposed to a question. And you would right. say, I am fine, and at the end you would say, et vous? And you? Meaning, and you? Yes. So I remember all that in German. I don't remember it in French. better than you thought. <laughs> I remember, Uze, Trois, Quatre, Cinq, Six, Set, Ouis. Yeah. Nerf or something like that. Um, Nerf. Which one is Nerf? Is that ten? Nerf, Nerf is nine. Five? Right? Oh, gee. <laughs> See, now you're embarrassing me. I wish you would just ask me questions that I could answer. I don't, yeah, I don't remember. I, I, I get Spanish and, German and French mixed up when I count. Okay, so... so how did they teach it? In other words, when I had took two years of Spanish, the whole class was nothing but Spanish. Oh, we weren't that. No, we weren't immersed. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. If she, if she had to teach us with immersed, I was in first grade. Really? Were you? Wow! No wonder you got an excuse then. I was in ninth or seventh grade. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I was in high school when they when they made us do this. I didn't get oh, okay. any languages at all in grammar school, but I had oh, to no, learn a song in English. high school. Uh, what was the song? Remember? Uh huh. What what was it a title or what 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 game? Yeah, well, it might have had a title. It's ah. Le Pont Avignon, Lonely Dancer, Lonely Dancer. Yeah. That's pretty nice. He got a beautiful hey, remember that little real learning material. There you go. Yeah. Um, the, uh, sur le pont, that is on the bridge of, of Davignon. And I don't know what the rest of it means. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I remember Jerome my pal 
Oh, oh, that's French. I know that word. Or, or could he gotten away saying Eartha Kit song? Shabong, shabong. Would that, would that have counted? Well, it would have uh, counted if I had learned it. Yeah. But I didn't. But, mm. you know, the only reason I remember the one statement I do remember in French is because that's how we started every class. We would go around saying, my name is, and he would introduce the people next to you. Huh. Or her name. Yes. I remember that. I can do that. Yes, see? Okay. Yeah, I, I taught a kid. Well, I taught a kid. I didn't teach a kid. I was an individual aide to a young man who took Spanish. So I kind of had to take it with him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And about all I remember from Spanish is how to count the ten. Spanish is another language, though, where there's a lot of similarities um, in, in the words. Mm-hmm. I saw it anyway. Pig Latin. Uh, oh, I should know that. I never <laughs> do that. I cannot, and it, it's a, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a relatively simple process. I just could never get it in my brain how to do it. My brother, on the other hand, worked yeah. in the State Department for 20 years, yeah. 25 years. He can speak fluent Chinese. He can speak oh, fluent Farsi, Farsi, Farsi. And whatever else they speak in Thailand, he, he, he speaks that fluently, too. Wow. And he learned yeah. every one of them in under a year. I'll tell you, you put me in another country, any country, and I would not be able to find a, 
I would ask where the bathroom is, but nobody would understand me, and even if they did, I wouldn't understand them with the answer. I know one and country. I, I, I know one foreign country you would two that you would survive. Italy. Yeah. Although, although you want to ask Peru to survive. I didn't think of Ireland, so let's make it three. And Scotland. Four. That's four countries we survive in. And Canada. Five. Oh, see, you got you got figured out the one I was thinking of. In Florida? Is that the one you were thinking of? Yep. Okay. And one more. And Texas? Texas, yeah, that's a good foreign country down there. <laughs> 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 that's what he said. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I think we have hammered through a bunch of topics. England. England. I was thinking of England, of course. You haven't mentioned England. You would survive. I said England. Did. Did. Oh, okay. You couldn't ask for the bathroom, though, because they would, they would show you to where you take a bath. Yeah. What do they call it? The one thing I always... I don't know. One thing I noticed, though, about traveling in foreign countries, especially in England, the public mm-hmm. bathroom, they charge. See, you know, here in America, we are... We, to here. In America, generally, we, we've been enjoying free, ba- free public bathroom, generally. But in, in Europe, when we would travel the first time, a lot of times they would charge to use the public bathroom. Oh. It, was it like a? Is it like they used to be here, where you had the you had the money at the door of the toilet? I don't you ever remember that. You open up the door. Dimes, yes. I don't. I never knew room. that. That yeah. wasn't a thing on the West Coast. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I. Hmm. Well, I haven't seen any here for years. I remember when we were doing toilet paper and bathrooms and everything. Uh huh. It, in many places, if you wanted more privacy and a lesser used toilet you put the dime in otherwise the rest of them you know they had several with dimes that you had to put in but the rest of them <laughs> were from the peon I, I see guess. I guess right. yeah I don't I, Fred were there any bathrooms that required payment across the board uh, I don't know that's a good question I I know I I just barely remember them here in the states. It was when I was a little kid. Um, I I don't remember I I don't remember seeing I don't think I've seen one in forty five years, fifty years. And of course I I don't I don't travel outside the country, so I don't know about that. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, That's really I, interesting. You know, and, and when when you were talking about public bathrooms, I said oh, we don't have any anymore. And yes, we do. We've got, for example, on the interstates, you've got rest stations yep. or rest, oh. whatever oh. they are, and they're they've got bathrooms there, and well, they're free. The yeah. schools and stuff, you got public bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's so like, do. remember also there used to be when this died. Maybe it's not, maybe they're still around in the city. I don't know. They're not around here anymore. But you used to have attendants in the bathrooms. Public oh. bathrooms. We'd, yeah, we don't. Owls, we don't hand out towels and stuff. Oh gosh, in the public bathroom? Wow. Yeah, years ago. You're there used kidding. to be. Wow. It'd be like it, was, it wasn't a job I'd want. <laughs> um, but they would basically hang out in the bathroom, and they would—I guess they were called attendants, I think—and they would hand out like towels and stuff to people. It was, uh, they were around, it was, uh, I, I, around. I 
still like a bathroom that you can grab a paper towel. I need this one that is all air blowing thing. It's just yeah. It's, you know. No, I agree. Yeah. These other ones. Oh, these, 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 uh, I know. They're glad to have these, these flushing ones because people don't always flush, but True. They, they freak me out too. The ones that flush automatically. Right. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 I was weird. in the library doing research one time, mm-hmm. and they had these automatic flushers, mm-hmm. and I didn't step away far enough. And I, I kept looking around, where is, where is the handle? Where is the, and it was one of those automatics, uh-huh. you know, until I started to walk away to ask somebody down the line, how do you flush these things? And it, <laughs> well, it turned out that you don't have to. And the same thing with the water faucets. Oh, yeah. You pass your hand underneath them, yep. they'll start to run. Yep. Oh, and, yep. You know, yep. I had to go to somebody and say, how are you getting water out of and she told me, just put your hands under it. I am such a doofus sometimes. You know, that, oh, I think, my. is cool because now I don't have, I, always, I never like to touch things. No, no I, I agree. You know, so I anything I don't have to touch, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'll still, to this day, and, and, I, and I, don't call, I don't consider myself a germaphobe, but to this day, when I'm leaving the bathroom, I'll take a paper towel or whatever, and I'll put that over the door and open up the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, here's another one. Do we still even yeah. have public drinking fountains anymore? At schools, sir. Interesting. Schools, I guess, is about the only place I can think of, right? Yeah, I don't like them either. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I have my little hand gel with, you know, the germ-free yep. type stuff. Yep. And I keep that in my purse because one of the filthiest things that you could possibly put your hands on is a grocery cart. Right. Or money. Or money, yeah. Or money, money. yeah. But, and that is one, but the grocery carts are way up on top of the list. Mm. Oh, yeah. I don't think they're number one, but uh, they're way up there. I know uh, you're talking about uh, water fountain, um, Walden. Yeah. I'll never forget when I finally understood the whole bottled water phenomenon. Because I'm growing up in Vermont, even to this day. Right. Right now, we've got pretty clean water here. Right. Um, it's not chlorinated. It's not, I mean, it's good water. Mm-hmm. And so I can never understand people paying for water. It just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is crazy. You know, I can make a fortune selling water to people. <laughs> and uh, I was, was working for my, the camp I worked for. We were down in Boston. Uh, well, 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 actually, we're in Boston. We're on a camping trip. We went into Boston to the uh, Science Museum. And it was a really hot summer day. We're, just, we're through the museum, and we're outside waiting for the, the van to come. And it was really hot. And one of those water fountains that had the cooler right. mm-hmm. on the bottom of it, and I was dying of thirst. So I just said, the heck with it. And I went over, and I just... Hit that out hard, turned it on, and just started drinking. Uh, and I thought I was gonna—it was all chlorine. I thought I was gonna gag. Yeah, it was—it was disgusting. And then I got it. Like, okay, if I lived in a city and I had to drink this, I'd probably buy a bottle of water. Yeah, so I finally—I understood. But like Kim Bright, Kim Bright think that Texas water tastes awful. You know, she's so used yeah. to Vermont, but drinking the, uh, you know. 
turn on the faucet down in Texas, it's just not very good water. Some states are better than others, you know. Well, you know, it kind of surprised me with all that oil down there. Yeah. You know, and now we just uh, rolled back some regulations on that, too, where it's going to be easier to... to, to, to well, we're, I guess we're cutting uh, Clean Water Act and all that stuff, like 88% funds for all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm wondering when do we actually start the phenomenon... Of bottled water, no, not not no, not the one we buy in the store. But remember the, the one that you they, buy the the commercial big tanks, the big oh, glass yeah. bar uh, thing or glass container thing, and you know you hook your paper cup. Still has that. They still have that. That's a big business. Where they, they deliver so many bottles, right? Big plastic jugs of it, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know when that phenomenon started, but I remember it's still big in the seventies. Yeah, I bet I bet offices of the fifties had it. Mm. Office See, buildings big, and stuff. The big drinking yeah. bottles. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and and you have your paper cup. And you have the paper cup. Doctor's office. Okay. And about a year ago, mm-hmm. one of my downstairs neighbors had it delivered. Ah. So I look outside, and there were four or five, six of these empty jugs. Right. And then there would be a whole million ones coming. How did they? How do they carry those things? <laughs> That's They're a good point. Heavy. They are. Yeah, water's not light. Um, well, I what I, I like about it on was it in order to I have it, it out. It's not like when you turn it upside down on one of the you know one, one of the cold. drain type things. Always ice, right. ice cold, which is nice. There's um, nothing better. Yeah. Water therapy has a, has a nozzle on it, and you can go from cold to warm. There's nothing. Oh. There's nothing better than ice cold water. I mean, I love, I enjoy water, but if I have my preference, I like it to be ice cold. It just I, for some reason it tastes I better. Although just, I've been trying to drink uh, room temperature water lately because I've read a lot about the health benefits of it. Mm-hmm. Something about it's better for you. You mean I've done something correctly? Yeah, apparently. So what the yeah. th- what? A lot of water at room temperature. So what the ther- yeah. what's the theory about room temperature water? Is it supposed to be? Oh, yeah. uh, I'd have to look it back up. Must be arthritis or a something. A nurse of mine, a nurse friend of mine, when I was sick, uh, told me about it huh. because I was complaining about the water was cold. And then when I got out of the hospital, she actually sent me some. Let me see if I can find the thing she sent me. Hang on. There's a ton of stuff about how it's supposed to be better for you. So why why does it taste so better? Tastes so much better when it's cold. That's a good question. Maybe maybe that's know. a psychological thing. I guess. You, I guess. You can't well, taste anything when milk. it's too cold. Although I don't want room temperature milk, but we when we grew up in a, I grew up in a bakery and we had one of those milk machines. Uh huh. Where the milk would come in a plastic bag. Okay. They called it uh, they call it udder after cow udder. Okay. But it was like a big plastic bag, and you put it in this machine up top, which was refrigerated, and it hooked up to a nozzle. And then you had like a little, like an ice cream or like a soda machine thing where you would big, you'd lift it, and it, the milk would come out. Hold on, let me get Patricia. Wait, wait. They used to have it in restaurants and stuff, and it would come out ice cold. I mean, ice cold milk. I've, I've never, you've never had a milk this cold, and it's great. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if I can find that. No, 
document here. But yeah, she. Uh, I used to love that. I mean, I love my milk really cold anyway. Um, the same thing with water. I agree with you. I think it's colder. Jim take Patricia from applications, send and write enter, leaving menus, cons unloading job cans, okay enter. There we go. Now we get Patricia back. Yeah, I remember those types of milk. That's I always wasn't fun. My time. Well I, I wasn't quite sure when we reset it, so so it, now we're good. Yeah, I know it, it, I ran out of uh, Skype minutes. I know. You were you were Skyped out. I was Skyped out. Yes, I'm given away, I'm Skyped out, I'm lent out. <gasps> oh, well. I still love you. Oh, I know you do. <laughs> 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 I know it. And so, so, Fred, the milk, did it seal it, or did it, um, did it just come in those type of packages? The, the it came, that's how, they, that's how you bought it. Huh. And you had to buy it. It was a commercial thing. You had to buy it commercially. Okay. Um, did you guys ever use? Did you guys like use? That. Did you guys use a lot of powdered milk and baking or not? I think he did. Uh huh. Um, that I, I mean, I couldn't tell you for sure. Right. Um, but I, I believe he did. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, how often do people even use powdered milk today? Um. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I I never, 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 never like powdered milk. Uh, personally. Um, I don't know. Oh, and I'm wondering if it's sort of a balancing act. I mean, how, could you dilute it too bad that it just would take like water if you, you know, uh, if you try to. Take the powdered milk and you try to add the water to it. Could you make? I I had some and I kept it in the closet uh -huh. because of hurricanes. You know, it was in right. the hurricane closet. Right. And of course, we've not had any hurricanes, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. So I took some out and I thought, well, you know, you're out of milk. Go ahead and try. Oh my God, it was dreadful. Mm. Just I dreadful. And I and I mixed uh, it with water. You know, the the proper amount, amount. of liquid that uh -huh. had to go in there. But they recommended that you do half and half with regular milk. Right. And I don't think so. I'm not going to try it again. <laughs> I know uh, uh, there used to be people who uh, uh, used to do milk with regular milk. Mm -hmm. And try to make their regular milk last. Right. Um, I, I have no desire. I never liked it. Never liked it. But well, like I said, I always did like my milk cold. But I Probably I can't imagine myself I can't I can never imagine my milk put myself putting ice cubes in a glass of milk. No, I couldn't do that either. I couldn't do that. Oh yuck! No, uh, I've seen people do it. Mm-hmm. I have. Um. But yeah, I can't imagine. No. I can't imagine. I can't because all those are really things just waters it out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that would be my thing. 
would be, would, I don't know. But, uh, and like I said, the water thing, I, I can't see to find that place right now, but I, uh, I always like my water, like you said, cold. Yeah. It always tasted better cold. Yeah. Um, there's certain things are like that. You know, it's like, I, I, guess, and I guess it's, I guess it's your, your personal taste because, you know, like Americans, for example, like beer cold. I'm the same way. Yeah. yeah I'm not a big beer drinker, but if I'm going to drink it, I like it cold. Yeah, I guess in Europe. I think in German, so not not necessarily. Yeah, in German, yeah. warm beer is a thing. Yeah. Room temperature or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't know. This is all personal taste. Sure. I can't find that article. I'll, I'll share it. With, I'll look for it this week. All righty, and that and could it, be a that could, could be, be a thing. That'd be our topic for next Saturday. And I'll find out why. Uh, if I can't find that article, I'll do some research on my own. And see what Perfect. the internet says about room temperature milk. Perfect. She sent me a good article on it. Or not milk. Uh, water. Water. Um, I actually don't mind it. I don't like warm water, mm-hmm. but room temperature's not bad. Um, all right. I got and I know Patricia doesn't like the sports thing. Yes. <laughs> but I gotta give a shout out to my cat. All right. You're headed to the big dance. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The tournament. Yeah. The the, the NC two A basketball tournament starts this Tuesday. Everybody. Oh. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I'll be sure to to keep that in mind. And I expect Patricia. <laughs> I I expect Patricia to watch the the countdown this Sunday tomorrow. To let us know what yes. all 68 teams that made the tournament. Well, I think we should all do a bracket. Okay, perfect. Well, yeah. you know, Warren Buffett was offering a nice prize. He could, he could do it perfectly. Yeah, what the odds are there? I don't know, but it'd be nice to hit, hit the winning. Did you know how much Warren... I don't think he's doing it this year, but for a couple of years, Patricia, you know what Warren Buffett offered if you were perfect in predicting your bracket from beginning to I end? I don't know, but I wish I were there. He was offering, if you could do a perfect bracket, a billion dollars. Right, you might as well be able to make a bracket. I might as well have a... the foul line? No, no, no. A rocket ship going you to the moon. You, you picked... You, you, he wanted you to pick all the winners. He wanted you to pick the games. So basically... Oh, oh, oh. And he... Basically, you got to pick the 30... You got to pick the 32 winners of the first round. Right. 16 winners in the second round. Right. Eight winners in the third round. Right. <laughs> Four, two. And so if you did if, if you did that, he would give you one billion with a B dollars. Okay. And it was free. He, he's not doing any more? Uh, he did for a couple of years. I don't know what else he, he he's working on this year. I think uh, what he's doing this I think what he's doing this year, he's offering all his employees a, a million dollars if they could come up with it. But he had excuse me, that leaves the rest <laughs> of us out in the cold. It does. You keep me. And my phone is dying, so I'm going to say goodnight. All right, friend. Okay. We'll see you guys. Have a good week. You bet. Yeah, happy daylight savings time. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Bye-bye. Uh, bye-bye. After 4 o'clock. You bet. <laughs> what would Patricia do with a billion dollars worth of B? Oh, I see. Before we count it every night. <laughs> How long would it take? Um, let's see. If we if we had $50 bills... <laughs> It would probably take 10 or 15 days. 
Well, it used to say... It's 24 hours a day, by the way. It used to say to count to a million. It would take, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like, mm -hmm. if, like it would take seven days, 24 hours a day to get to one to a million. Okay. Well, that's, that's cool. So yeah. I picked $50 bills. So that's different. That's different million. And they still got it. Still got a billion. Yeah, I know. I know. No, if I picked five, five dollar. Uh, I'm sorry, fifty dollar bills to instead of singles. Yep. So I've got fifty dollar bills. Right. And I have to get to a billion. That would take you. Well, in one week you do fifty million. So two weeks it's a hundred million. So uh, times another ten. That would take you twenty weeks. Twenty weeks, uh, counting one, two, three, four, five. You know, different, uh, different increments. So it takes you twenty weeks. What? Well, if you counted fifty dollars, hundred dollars, you know, different, uh, added different every time. Mm-hmm. If you just start counting verbally, twenty-four hours a day it would take you over twenty weeks to get to a billion. I divided a billion by fifty dollars and stuff. <laughs> I would have to count um, six uh, six hundred thousand bills. Yes. And I chose fifty dollar bills. Yes. So um, that wouldn't take me long. So so would I you? I used to count money for a business. So would you keep? What kind of business? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't that business. Oh, jeez. You and Dave, I'm going to go hide somewhere. <laughs> no. But I, w I would count, you know, I'm always really fast. So. One and a two and a three. Maybe, maybe it won't take me a million weeks after all. Wouldn't it be, what, wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it have been fun? That, wouldn't that be fun for you to count a billion dollars? Oh, yes, especially if it's mine. That's all yours. Oh, I would sit and count in my counting house every single night. And then I'd say, gee, I think I made a mistake at 200000 I'd better do it again. Ah, yes. And then I would do it again. Ah, yes. Nah, I would find people who needed it worse than I did. Worcester. I would, keep some to, I would keep some for survival, but there are an awful lot of people out there who don't even have a bed. That's true. So I would spend time finding them and finding out what they needed. And you can do this surreptitiously. You don't have to be blatant about it. There are lots of ways to find out that kind of information and just make sure they get what they needed. That would be fun. You could be the modern-day Clarence. Odd body, oh, AS2. Yeah, I, Clarence, yes. Yes. Um, so that that would make me Clementine, Odd yeah. body? Yes. <laughs> that would be good. Well, wouldn't that be, okay. I Clarence, think you would. I think I think you would enjoy that occupation. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. I would love it. Yes. And you say, oh, goody, goody, they don't know where it And especially, <laughs> I mean, nobody would ever know no. where it came from. That's right. Ever. That's right. I mean, it just, uh, I would have people helping me to yep. find 
and you know be the transport or the intermediary but they would never they would go through the rest of their lives and never know and maybe that would help them decide when they get on their feet that they could help somebody else perfect concept yeah it does you know <sighs> all right so if you want to help patricia win a billion dollars you can send her your your NC two A combination pick, so maybe we can talk Warren Buffett to reinstate the con- contest. Uh, well, if you have to talk, tell him to reinstate, period, and then I will do my very best. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, should I assume we're not taking any more calls the rest of the way? We do our trivia stuff. I think we need to do our trivia stuff. Okay. Even though we. You know, we're kind of cheating and pairing an hour off the show tonight. Well, oh, not really. Not really. So it's midnight here. So still, generally, we've been going. We've done four and a half hours already. Yeah, well, that's true because my my thing bleeped. I know. My, my phone, yeah. Skype threw me off. Boy, so boy, boy. Four so, hours. So no, six. Yeah. Four hours. So we haven't, we, ha- we haven't done a short show. We just done a normal show and screwy time zone. That's all. Is that all? That's all. Okay, well, my clock says 4 o'clock, and when we came on, it would have said, if it were yesterday, it would have said 3 o'clock. So are you, right? are, sure. you, are you confused? I your questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Oh, I better get a brace for my brain. Aren't we, okay, aren't, aren't we having a good time? Ha, ha, ha. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Who would ever thought that tonight's topic would have included... Public bathrooms, drinking fountain, uh, is water Daylight best? Saving time with cows. Yes, is water better cold or room temperature? Uh-huh. Very, powder milk. We, we, yeah. we do the gamut around here on yesterday. You had X snow. X snow. X snow. Yep. And, um, Celeste talking about being grouchy. <laughs> Yeah, and, and was she really grouchy? She, she oh, she she was. she was not happy with us last night. Oh dear, what happened? I should have asked her. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Rich Riddle, I think, started a comment. Remember that he didn't really appreciate celebrities, uh, giving their political statements in in yes. award show. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I wondered about that one. Yeah, and. So I th- disagree with that opinion. So okay, that was the. So, so she was really upset about it then. She was upset because she she believed that they should speak out. That's, so that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a proper time and a proper place for everything, and you know, there there are and some she, people that choose and, and really she, peculiar times to yep. stand on a soapbox. But, but and you're right. I mean, everybody in this country, no matter what your occupation, is in a country that allows or should be protecting mm-hmm. people's right to free speech. And that's part of free speech. It's part of free speech. And so I think one of us, and I didn't recall who, sort of elaborated onto that topic of conversation. She was mm. reminding us we... You know, uh, she reminded us that that we 
free, free speech or um, the right to speak out about political causes and things and awards mm-hmm. is the right. I agree. Okay. So, agree. She, so she took it to the woodshed. What can I say? Uh-oh. Yeah. But well, we were we, good tonight. But tonight I think we're still in her lovable camp, so she called us back. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has to have something that isn't right in everybody's ears. So that was that was the purpose. That was it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, would you like your question? I would love my question. Well, we have everything from Stump Walden to your geography question. Oh, so right. I know. We've got your Stump Walden question, your brain teaser, colonial question, presidential quote, first lady quote or question, um, your presidential question, and I've got a whole bunch of choices there, and your baseball question, and your geography question. I can have the family help out. You know, next year when we add a new category to the Walden lineup, <laughs> submit ideas to Patricia at FloridaWriter at Hotmail.com. We, we welcome all suggestions because this is definitely the, uh, what, what, whatever game show this is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oops, hold on. I just dropped my phone. Um. And it's on the floor. Yep. And I'm sure my neighbor downstairs is not happy. Because <laughs> I dropped it on the hard plastic, um, you know, thing on the floor that you run your, I don't even know what to call it, that you run your chair over uh-huh. as opposed to having it run on a carpet. And so it made a big clunk. But you still sound fine. I sound fine. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got my computer set up and, and, you know, my desk and office and, and everything else on top of his bedroom. He might be a heavy sweeper. Or a very patient neighbor or somebody who's going to show up with a baseball bat. But I'm so adorable. You are. You have the, ador- you have the adorable pass. Yeah, and, that's, and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, so what would you like first? My Snoopy question. Oh, I already gave you your Snoopy question. Oh, okay, okay. And you answered it. Spike. I asked you. I asked you for one sibling, yep. and you said Spike, mm-hmm. and that was correct. All right. Well, want to go for another one? Sure. Go. My geography question, please. Oh no. There's a question. I was asking for another sibling. Oh. Um. Hmm. I don't think I know of any others. I I remember seeing one okay. that Charles Schultz would drop in occasionally. Uh huh. I would not have remembered his name. That was Olaf. No. Nope. The rest of them were Andy. Okay. Bill, Marbles, Molly, Rover, and Spike. And Olaf is in there, too. Olaf. Very good. Very good. And you're not going to forget them, right? I, I think I, I have a better chance of remembering some of them now. <laughs> right. And they were born where? 
That's the puppy hell. Uh, puppy hell. <laughs> puppy de puppy. Puppy hell. Puppy Dale farm. The 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 puppy. For anyone who has missed this along the way, I periodically ask him where Snoopy was born, and he's been very good coming up with the right after. You know, quite a few months of saying, no, no, no. And yeah. I tell him what the answer is. Yeah. And we get to the next one. Yeah. And say, I don't remember. Or he'd come out with a string of words yeah. that sounded good, but weren't even close. <laughs> okay. so, I'm back in that rut. Actually, I'm being kind when I said they sounded good. They were so disconnected. <laughs> it's like the electric system after a hurricane. Okay, go. The puppy hail, puppy fought. The puppy Dale hail fought. <laughs> Give it, give it your best shot. <laughs> the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes? Uh, <laughs> I love this. The, the, um... The Dale Hell Puppy... No. <laughs> I have... I'm out of sync. I'm I'm now. I'm out of sync right now. I I yeah, don't be kind to yourself because you were very close. The puppy hell. No, the puppy Dale. No, you're not close anymore. The puppy Dale Hell Farm. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. I'm off. I'm off my kilter right now. Right, I'm going to tell this to you, okay. and I'm going to surprise you again okay. in a month or so. Yeah. It is the Daisy Hill Puppy <laughs> Farm. Can you say that? <laughs> Who used to say that? Mr. Mr. Rogers, can you say that? that the Daisy Hill Puppy Farm. There you go. And next week when I ask you, what are you going to say? The Puppy Hill Farm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doomed. I am doomed. Okay, so we, we've got Snoopy out of the way. What would you like next? My geography question. Your geography question. Okay. Mm. Now, I'm giving you your geography question because I screwed it up for my entire life and didn't know until about five years ago that I had been wrong <laughs> on this. The Grand, the Grand Canyon is located in what state? Arizona. <sighs> yes, that's right. <laughs> How to embarrass Patricia in one easy step. Well, considering I've been there, so that helps. You know what I mean? have known yeah, that, of course, yeah, yeah. of course. Well, you see, for, for years and years, I thought because it was the Colorado River that was slicing through Grand Canyon, that it started in Colorado oh. and worked its way down. Now, the headwaters are probably up in Colorado, but it doesn't get to be really big-time stuff until it gets to Arizona. Remember, I you thought it was Colorado. Remember, remember, Evil Knievel was thinking about jumping the Grand Canyon, and I think he eventually. He didn't do it. I don't I think he did it. I thought he did the Snake, the Snake River. I thought or something. You're right. I think they right. uh, did not allow him to do the Grand Canyon. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh brother. <laughs> Why do people do things like that? I mean, remember, I think there was a. a they had a list of all the body parts he broke in his lifetime. You know, it's just a... <laughs> Didn't geez. know people had that oh, many. Yeah. I mean, really, 
I, I, I just can't imagine anyone surviving with that much metal having put him back together and that many bones being fractured without knocking his heart out or something. It makes you wonder why he became a, such a phenomenon. Remember, in the early 70s and maybe before then, it, they started tracking him jumping, jumping over cars and different things. It, it, yeah. it became such a phenomenon about hmm. all the stunts he did. Yeah. Uh, uh, why do people do this? <laughs> he wanted to jump across the Grand Canyon on his motorcycle, but it was his son, Robbie, who performed the stunt. Huh. May 20th, 1999. And he soared oh, 228 feet to get to the other side. Wow. And... I don't know how he made out because I'm not going to look. <laughs> but, but in any event, apparently he he survived. Because here's a question: How old is he, Robbie? Wow. Oh, he died in 2007, at the age of 69. Well, it wasn't from jumping the Grand Canyon. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Okay. What else would you like? <laughs> My colonial question. My colonial question. Your, your colonial question. I have a couple here, and I think I liked one better than some of the others. So let's see. Okay. Which state was the final state to ratify the Articles of Confederation? Hmm. I don't know if I remember. Let's try uh, Pennsylvania. No. New York. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> One more. Delaware. No, it was Maryland. Ah. And they ratified it in 1781, which was three years after the official deadline given by Congress. And why did they wait for three years before they came? Why did they even bother? Why, why did they even bother? I guess they wanted to join the Confederacy, I guess. No, this this was 1781. So it was the 13th and final state to ratify the Articles of Confederation. <laughs> but it was three years late. I, you know, you, you get a deadline from Congress. I don't know. Did it require a 100%? No, test? I, th I think it was uh, three-fourths. Three-fourths made it good. So they could have lived without and made it without Maryland, but they waited three years. Now, I don't know if that means three-fourths that replaced it, and they still had a way. If you wanted to join the Confederacy, you had to, you had to pass. I don't know the answer to that. But I know, I think it was three-fourths that to make Make it good. Yeah. It certainly Make couldn't it be a hundred percent. So anyway, it was <laughs> three years late, but yeah. they did it. Yeah. Good job. What's next? My presidential quote. Your presidential quote. Okay. One lesson you'd better learn if you want to be in politics is that you never go out on the golf course and beat the president. Joe Ford. 
<laughs> Poor Carol hit everybody with a golf ball. Nobody wanted to play with him. <laughs> Where is she? Eisenhower is a big golfer. about Eisenhower? No. Uh, Barack Obama. No, not a good golfer. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a presidential golfers. Um, I don't know, my dear, you got me. I'm. I don't think it had anything to do with being a good golfer. It was Lyndon Johnson. Ah. And it was just. A general comment, don't ever beat the president if you want to make it in politics. And it was at the time he was, as one of the sites put it, he was courting the senators because he was working on the Civil Rights Act. And he didn't want to. But anyway, that's when he said it. It has nothing to do with civil rights to don't beat the president. You'll never get anywhere. If you beat the president, so I thought that was kind of a cute quote. Sure, I didn't. I I I I just can't imagine him saying that, but that's okay. Yeah, but you know, it's probably more true than fun. True, because I don't think of him. I don't think of him being a sense of humor kind of thing. You know. Oh, he was serious. And that's what I mean. May May he say that in a serious way. He did say it in a serious way. Um, if you want to be in politics, never go out on the golf course and beat the president, which is parallel to what employees are told. You can go out and have a good game with your boss, but don't ever beat him. You're toast if you beat him. And I guess that's what Lyndon Johnson was saying. Okay. Anyway, what's next? I love your sound effects. Um, a lady... I can make bubbles, too. Oh. That was a good bubble. Very good bubble. Yeah. Bill, Bill, Han Bill Bragg and Mike Handy, I dare you to try to create your own sound effects <laughs> on your own show. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So? Alrighty. Um, the first lady whatever. The first lady whatever. Okay, the first lady whatever. Until Melania Trump became first lady, who was the only foreign-born first lady? And I would have thought we had many, but there was only one. Martha Washington. No. Now, wait a minute. We're back in the seven. Well... See, I never looked up her lineage. There should have been several born in England. That's for me. Or, or, or English, English citizens or whatever. Well, I'll tell you what the answer is, and you tell me whether or not it sounds right. I'm all, I'm all ears. I, it says Louisa Adams. Wife of John Quincy. Adams. I can't remember that. No, I don't. I I would not have gotten it right, but that rings a bell. So I'm I'm probably not saying a lie here. I think you're telling the truth. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know everything on the internet is true, but it, uh, I am getting this from what I would consider a reputable 
uh, a reputable site. It's one of the government history sites and, you know, taps into a couple of others. So and after all, the go after all, the government's never wrong, so, you know, what can I say? <laughs> Nobody's ever wrong. <laughs> you and I are never wrong. Oh. Well, We're a good standard bearer. We are. We, we, just mistake we, we make mistakes and admit to it, and nobody counts it against us. Well, we never killed anybody. That's true. <laughs> we have a way to go. Yeah. Okay, what's next? <clears throat> My... I think I'm down to four. Oh, you're down? No, wait. You've got your stump walls in question, yeah. your brain teaser, yeah. your presidential question. And baseball. Your baseball question, yes. Okay. Right. My presidential question. My presidential question. Got to back up. Back up. Back up. Um, back up. Back up. Presidential question. Which president came from the show me state? Oh, that has to be Harry S. Truman. Yes, indeed. Ooh. I thought it would make you sit back and say the show me state. Hmm. Let me think. Okay. That was very good. Very good. I'm getting creamed again. Okay. What? My baseball. Baseball question. Got to back down here now. Okay. In his very first at-bat as a rookie pitcher, future Hall of Famer Hoyt Wilhelm hit a home run. And his career lasted for 21 years. What happened during those 21 years in terms of home runs? He never hit another one. He never hit another one. <laughs> 21, he hit a home run on his first time mm -hmm. as a major league player, and he blew it. <laughs> so he went. He, and, you know, that's interesting. What did, what did they um, put him, what, what was his regular position? Really picture, so he would be at the end of games, you know, so he wouldn't necessarily have that many at-bats because he would be the one closing the games out at the end. Okay. Yeah. All right, so we can forgive him, right? Right, I would. He had 493 plate appearances. Should he have hit a home run somewhere in those 493? I, I would forgive him for that, you know. Would you? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, I, you know, if they kept him around for 21 years, my goodness, he must have been doing something very right for the games, but <laughs> hitting home runs wasn't one of them. Oh, yeah. Well... And I was feeling sorry for him. Aww. And you just explained why he would still be there. Except I think he needed some sympathy with that. Okay, what's what's next? My brain teaser. Your brain teaser. All right, you walk across a bridge and you see a boat full of people, yet there isn't a single person on board. How is that possible? Well, it's hard to I'm have it's hard it's hard to have individuals on a boat when there's a group. I know, <laughs> <laughs> but there wasn't a single person on board. He saw the full a boat full of people, but there wasn't a single person on board. How could that be? Okay, there was more than one boat. No. 
Gotta think outside the box. Um, there, no, there's nobody else beside myself walking across the bridge. These people are in a boat. They weren't on the bridge. They were in a boat. And in that boat full of people, there wasn't a single person there. Oh, they were all married. That is correct. Ah, uh, thank you. Well, I am getting creamed tonight. Oh, uh, you, you, you helped me. You helped me with that. So, thank you, my dear. No, I didn't help you with that. Yes, you did. You, you helped me. You helped me. Folk, you helped me narrow it down and focus and and game and say think about this. So. Didn't walk the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> they never appeared on the bridge. That is really good. Okay, we're down, I think, to your stump wall. Is that what, the only one? That's it. That's the only one left. Okay. <gasps> Which presidential inauguration was the first to be broadcast on radio? I think it was 1924. I don't think the 20th was broadcast. So, the 1924 one. So, who got inaugurated? Uh, Calvin Coolidge. Very good. <laughs> I have been swamped tonight. Oh, my goodness. Let me see. You got that one? That one? Um, we, we talked about Maryland, so I can't give you credit for no, that No, you one. can't. You That's, cannot. Yeah. No. So, you got the presidential... Oh, the presidential quote is mine. Okay. <laughs> I'm running out here. Um, oh, and the first lady. And you got the presidential question. My geography. And you got your geography, and you got your baseball. So how many do we – are we up to six? Well, no. Get, get, count them again. Nine. Count them again. Um, how many? <laughs> I'm, I'm, all right, I have to count them from the beginning. Yeah, uh-huh. Because I got three. You got one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, seven, eight. You've got eight. And I got three, and you got five. I got creamed. <laughs> oh, that's what I had the last week, last week with, with five right. out. I got creamed last week, too. Wow. Oh, man. <sighs> all right, wait till next week. I've got a whole bunch of them already. Woohoo! Just wait till next week. And next week we're going to run Patricia interview with Paul Carnegie. So that will be uh, ooh. something we'll play. Ooh. At, and we'll play it toward the end of the show, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. That'll be good. Yeah. That'll be very good. And I have to be ready on Wednesday, right? Thursday. To do some Thursday. Oh, right. Thursday. Oh, oh that's yeah. even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? This is good. I say, yeah, sure, I can do that. And then I don't do it. But with the extra day, I'm sure I will do it. You're I so think. good. You're so good. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yes, you no, are. Your, your family loves you so much. So you said, I'm not ready. We would understand. Yeah, I know. But, but, but. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Don't you like being loved? That way you can get away oh, with yes. that way you oh, yes. that way you can it's get away with life full of warm fuzzies. Yeah, that way, you know, you can get away with murder. Oh. Fa oh, on Fifth Avenue. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh my goodness. What an interesting year two thousand sixteen was. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I mean, really, the whole year was interesting. Yeah. So, okay, well, I am finished. Are you finished? Well, I'm wide awake, but considering we've done almost five hours, I think we could take it back to the automation system. Okay. Helped. And then, now that I am starting to wake up as well, uh-huh. <laughs> I have been wiped out all day. Um... Um... I'll be all perky, too. Maybe I can do a show tonight. <laughs> you know, do one of my awful shows tonight. Sure, sure. Or this morning. Oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Look at the time. Mm-mm. I took a sleep test, an online, you know, it was, uh-huh. I, I think, of one of the newspapers that had it. And it was an independent group from a university that yep. put out a list of questions about your sleep patterns and which were the best times for you to be most productive during uh-huh. the day. And I think there were maybe 15 questions. Very simple. Uh-huh. You know, you just had to write down 5 o'clock uh-huh. or whatever. And when it came out, it said, based on the answers you gave, your perfect time for going to bed is 12.45. Oh. And that kind of took my breath away. So... Guess what I did last night? You went to bed at 12.45. I, well, it was about 1.15, but that's darn close. <laughs> and you know what happened? It screwed up your day. No, I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. <laughs> I thought, my goodness, maybe they've got the right idea after all. So now I'm all messed up again. I have to start tomorrow. That's true. You, you do it. You do it. Okay. You do it. So that means we're finished, right? Well, hit the road, Jack, as he was saying the famous song. But Patricia and I will be back next week. Who sang that song? Rachel's. That is true. Yeah. There was also a Simon and Garfunkel song. Maybe it was just Simon who had that hit hit the road uh, and don't come back. Uh-huh. Jack. Don't back. back. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Yeah. At the road, Jack. So anyway, that means we have to say goodnight. We'll have Patricia sing her her French natural anthem. You know. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I'll have to go look it up. No, I won't. I will. I will not. And they were very nice people. You know, they were good teachers. They just had a stupid student. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't their fault. Right? No. It wasn't. And it you wasn't. tried. You tried hard. I did try. Yeah. I did try. And um, it didn't work, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't work. So that is the end of my day. So I have to say goodnight to our family. Please Thank do. you for being with us. And if there's anybody out there still listening, ah, two bless yous. That would that is really cool that that you would do that. So, good night everybody. Good night, Walden. Good night, Patricia. Good night, family. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Here on Yesterday USA.
Give me a second, I got my hand full. Jaws Professional Sound Forge Pro 11 Escape Escape Enter uh. Enter Alt F Menu A Leaving Menus Sound for S A T U R D A Y Space N I G H E I T A Space P A T R I C I A Space I T A Space L A R R Y Space 3 Dash 1 1 Dash 1 7 Space S E C O N D Space P C Tab Save as Tab Save but Enter Edit Professional Windows M Desk S C Kdx S Sound Forge Enter User Account Alt Y Sound Forge 